0: What's your message to world leaders today?
1: Um, my message is that we'll be watching you. This is all I should be up here. I should be back to school. On the other side of the ocean, yet you're walking towards young people for hope. How dare you? You've stolen my dreams, my children. Your empty words and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering, people are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. You're the beginning of the mass extinction You know what you're talking about Is your money. the fairy tales Of eternal economic growth. How dare you Enough. It validates and the searching that doesn't seem to be inside. If you hear us, it's worth standing or two seats. No matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really
2: Good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard. With me as always <laughs> is I forgot the fucking intro. Uh with me as always is Spike the Silverback Gorilla Cohen. Hey and everybody. I,
3: that's I, that's Matt Wright.
2: And together with versing party waters of freedom.
3: Hey everybody.
2: Man, that intro, what in the shit?
3: <laughs> I liked it. I like Silverback Gorilla, and I like you being flustered. So I'm, I'm good with I, all of that.
2: I had everything planned out, and then that started, and I was like, what <laughs> is this?
3: Greta Metalberg?
2: <sighs> Greta Metalberg. Greta uh, Metalberg. Man, if you need to make that girl any less appealing to me, you did it. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys.
3: How are you doing? I hope you liked our intro. Wow. And if you didn't catch it, we might play it about halfway through. That'll be oh. our new plug. Yes. <laughs> it's climate change activism and Swedish death metal. Uh, So guys, uh, funny thing. Uh, we were supposed to have an episode on uh, Tuesday and I couldn't find all of my equipment. So we didn't have one.
2: I was so curious on that, by the way. I was like, how do you lose equipment?
3: Couldn't find it. Well, that's not true. It was in the car, and I didn't know where the car was. So technically, I lost a car. Found it, though. So anyway, so we're now here on Thursday. And boy, are we happy to have you on. Boy howdy. Are we happy to have you guys on? So, Boy thanks again for tuning day, in. Great,
2: day in, great uh, day in the morning. Great day
3: in the morning.
2: Great day in the uh, morning. I yes, yeah, um Oh,
3: hey, and allow me to thank Oh, yeah. Kroger for this delicious purified drinking water. Right and there. allow
2: me to thank Justin for this delicious non-purified mud water cup.
3: Tovenaka Pulavanaka. Pulavanaka to you and yours.
0: So uh, speaking
3: of, of annoying children, uh, we had a, a, a situation just north of us. <laughs> our, our neighbors to the north. Uh, the beloved frozen socialist tundra of Canada. Yes. Land that I love. Land of my love. Your second, your second home. My second home, literally, my literal a place I own a home, with my love, who is Canadian, and so we had a situation where anyone who doesn't know Justin Trudeau uh, is has basically made a career out of being the poster, non-gendered specific person of whatever the flavor of social justice is for the day. Um, when he first came in in 2015, he made sure to have more women than men in his, in his, they don't call it a cabinet, they call it a government, but basically his administration. And he was asked why, and he's, he grinned and said, cause it's 2015. And that gives you an idea of what it's been like to have Justin Trudeau as a prime minister cause it's only gotten worse. <laughs> um, he has basically been a massive social justice warrior. He is the blue checkmark Twitterer. In chief
2: he he is the virtue signaling minister
3: of the world
2: of the world yeah of the world
3: he is the global leader if there's a if the u.s president is the leader of the free world he's the leader of the triggered world (laughs) and uh has basically made a a political career he so for those who don't know uh justin trudeau's dad pierre trudeau was prime minister for many many years. He is the reason why the Canadian dollar is like seventy cents on the U.S. dollar, but that's a whole other story. Um, he uh, has been, you know, he was he was at his time the progressive hero uh, for Canada. Um, so now Pierre Trudeau has basically, or Justin has basically, you know, ridden on on those coattails, but he had to add to it by being the biggest cancel culture SJW. On the planet, uh, or at least the most powerful one. And so he has made a very big deal out of destroying people for things they said or did or tweeted or were found doing years, decades ago. And he's famous for saying that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how long uh, something happened uh, ago, there's no context for it being acceptable to do something racist or ra- or xenophobic or sexist. Or something like this, and now I'm sure you guys have already seen this.
2: I would would imagine that I would imagine that uh, everybody's already seen the very, very (laughs) culturally insensitive photo. Oh, oh, to say the
3: least. That's a feather on that turban, by the way.
2: I mean, he's de- like he's got to be going for Prince Ali, right? Like he's doing so the, an Aladdin, Arabian Nights thing,
3: right? So, for some context, he was a, a teacher at this uh, very, very exclusive private school because he's a man of the people, and uh, he was a professor there. And the theme was Arabian Nights, and this was his interpretation of that. Because you couldn't just put on a turban; you had to go. This has been described as black as brownface. That is the darkest arab ever. I've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> I've never seen that is a they don't really come that dark typically. Right. Unless they're also right. black.
2: It's like Morgan Freeman as a moor and That is
3: <laughs> That that is that is the moors of Robin Hood there who are decidedly not arab. Um right. and uh yeah, that's that's everything. And this didn't happen in the '70s or something. This was like 2004 or something. Like, I mean, the, 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 no one, everyone there is very uncomfortable in that photo, especially the one he's grappling. Right. Um, yeah,
2: because our our good friend on YouTube Bass uh, is saying hey, Bass. He is more he is more concerned about how he has his hand around that lady's neck. Yes. Yes. Because Wesley Snipes, like he, he is getting ready to just like choke that one out. This is
3: not a good... This is kind of like 50 shades, except he's only the one shade.
2: <laughs> like, he is of, that final of, shade of gray. He's the final, He
3: is peak Gray, otherwise known as charcoal, sharpie, I guess shoe polish black, or as Bass said, Wesley Snipes black. This is actually possibly darker than Wesley Snipes. This
2: is very, a, very... Donald, that is Donald Trump sharpie black.
3: That is... That is an Arab who is headed to Alabama. I'll tell you that much. Um, And so (laughs) he... That is Corn Pop Black there.
2: That is Corn Pop Black. That is Corn
3: Pop Black. So it gets better, guys, because... And I'm sure you've seen this as well. You know, he came out and said, Well, that's, you know, it's terrible that I did that. I can't believe I did that. How insensitive of me to have done a thing like that when I am, in fact, me. I'm paraphrasing slightly. And so he said this. And people thought, okay, is he going to ride this out? And then this happened. So, and this has been confirmed to be him because I was the first one to say we don't really know that's him, but his own campaign team is a yeah. really smart.
2: I, when when that came out, I, I was watching it and I was like, you don't know that's him. And then immediately the newscaster said his campaign team confirmed it, and I went, okay, well, yeah. So we, we know do that know him? that
3: we do know that's him.
2: We know and that's him.
3: We, we literally know that that is, in fact, him, because he said it was. And uh, so he's been on a bit of an apology tour in Canada. And, and, and for those who don't understand Canada, their conservative party uh, is to the left of the Democratic Party on things like healthcare, uh, the U.S. Democratic Party on things like healthcare, and and some other, and some social issues and things like that. And they're maybe to the right of that. They're basically at the same level as the Democratic Party. That is Canada's political right, is our equivalent of the Democratic Party. And then their equivalent of something to the left of the Democratic Party is the Liberal Party that Justin Trudeau is the head of and also the Prime Minister of Canada. They're considered the centrist party. Or center left party. Right. There are then other parties that have some decent size, uh, decent sizes in uh, both the, the federal parliament, their legislature, and the the provincial, their version of state parliaments, uh, which are the uh, the Green Party and the New Democratic Party, which are like our Green Party except they actually have seats. And um, so Canada is decidedly to the upper. You know, on the the the, the 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 political compass, they are decidedly to the upper left of the U.S. in terms of their political center. And it's in this context that they are seeing this one and this one. And, uh, and so he's tried to come out ahead of it. At this point, he's just really pivoted uh, a lot. And uh, at just shifting – he's pretty much just started talking about guns and the need to restrict gun violence, which is funny because there's been – I don't think anyone has actually been killed by a gun in Canada this year.
2: And now, so it's just a really weird you, look for him. Did you see the press conference that he was doing on the guns?
3: I, I, I saw it long enough to comment. It was one of the most popular comments on that post. I said, finally, Canada has a strong person of color leading them. And
2: so, that was – So uh, I have a buddy that uh, you can technically call him an international arms dealer, Uh, but they bring in guns from other countries and sell them here. Um, But uh, they were very interested in the, in that announcement. So they were watching it and he was, he sent me the link to it. So I started watching it and he goes, this is really funny. Watch about this time. So I started watching and gets to the end where he's like, yeah, we're a boot to, get rid of all of the guns and you know we're really sorry to all the people at whatever. and then as soon as the press conference was over everybody started asking him about the blackface he goes well that doesn't have anything to do with what's going on here today you know and he was every but yeah we want to know about the three cases of blackface the one when you were in high school the one where we don't know how old you are and the one when you were 29 right <laughs> and, yeah and i
3: well and he's like that's not the subject now the subject is the very, you know, very low gun murder rate right that can <laughs> and, and 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 by the way, Canada's gun murder rate is low because Canada's murder rate is low it's not a function of gun control it's a function of the fact that Canadians say they're sorry to each other for talking just talking, not even right. I mean it's just an incredibly almost terminally polite society.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that.
3: Like people will literally walk up and go sorry, and then start talking. And I'm like, "Why are you sorry? Like, you've done nothing wrong, friend." And and then and if you say that, they'll go, "Oh, sorry." And like it's it's like I mean, this is a very sorry. Like, I'm
2: so, so, so sorry. we have. So oh, I didn't mean to bother you there, eh?
3: Oh, well, uh, sorry. sorry, sorry. And they'll do and they'll they'll come in. And so like when I'm at the store. I find that I have to myself kind of do this because if you just kind of walk through and even just say, excuse me, they're like, he didn't apologize for existing near me. And they think like it's, it's like, it's a very, they're just an oddly, I think they're very cold. And I think that that makes you, you know, kind of question like what's going on. I I don't know. I have no theory, but socially they're an incredibly, um, and I say this in a good way, an incredibly uh, I guess, meek people? A very kind of calm and, and you know, live and let live type of people. Um, all that to say, he's riding, you know, this new gun control thing, which, according to the comments anyway in any of his social media posts, is wildly unpopular because they already have gun control. So we're going to control it even more. Yeah. Basically, like, no hunting, pretty much. Um, so... Anyway, so that's, uh, the interesting thing is that the polling, he has gone down in the polling, but he's still the favorite, his party is still the favorite to get the most seats. Even if they don't end up with a majority, they're still the favorite to get the most seats because of where their support is in uh, the greater Toronto area of Ontario and in the greater Montreal area of Quebec, which is where most Canadians live. So he'll probably still be prime minister unless more of these come out which right. would be hilarious.
2: Well, then he said that he couldn't guarantee there weren't.
3: <laughs> he said he don't know how many there might be yeah, out there. That was my,
2: me- that was my favorite part is. Well, there might be more.
3: Like a lot more, yeah. He he's it, you which don't indicates know how many me,
2: times you you did this?
3: This indicates to me that this was like his shtick. Like he did this. This was I'm like, "Hi, I'm Justin who likes to dress up in shoe polish." This is like this isn't someone like so. It's so people tried to compare it to Robert Downey Jr. Jr. in Tropic Thunder, where he played an Australian character who was playing a black character. Right. He was made to look like a an actual like his his skin texture his skin tone was that of like a a, a, a believable skin tone for a, a black gentleman. This is like I believe shoe polish.
2: That is definitely shoe polish.
3: And this, which is supposed to be an Arab, which the woman he's trying to strangle there in the middle, she could potentially be Arabic. She might. I I have no idea who she is or or what her 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 you know her ethnicity is. But that is a believable skin color for an Arab. So he could have literally just worn the getup, maybe even without the feather, and been a believable no one would have said oh you're not staying true to character justin look the asian didn't feel any need to change anything she's just wearing a little i guess a hijab or a veil there she didn't feel any need to like black it up
2: and and the two the two white women that are in that photo didn't do anything it doesn't <laughs> look like they dressed up at all for
3: no it. that is the typical canadian response <laughs> to an ethnic dress themed party would be showing up like that and going, Oh, I'm just happy to be here. Um, <laughs> I'm just, just glad you invited me. But Justin, no, Justin. Justin, Justin.
2: Justin went all out for this.
3: Justin, you got to give him that he. Well, you know, I won't give him that because the outfit I'll give him, that he went all out on the outfit. There was zero need for him to go blue black for this event. This was not. I don't. I. I. I can only posit that he's never met an Arab.
2: Well, he was. He was in Canada at the time. Except Canada is a massive. Actually, I was. I was about to go. Wait, no, that's not right at all. That's
3: the thing. Like, so the areas. The so Canada is like ninety-two percent white or something like that. But the metro areas, like where I am, I'm the only white person in our neighborhood. It is a very. Our area is a very what they call brown neighborhood a lot of Indians a lot of Bangladeshis a lot of Pakistanis there's also a lot of West Indians people you know Caribbean people most of them whom are black there's a bunch of Asians I'm the white guy just me and I'm Jewish so according to a lot of you know white nationalists I'm not even the white guy uh, so that's not uncommon so I, I have to think he'd met an Arab before this this here um, and I'd have to think he met an African person person of African descent for this one right right here. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And, uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I think that's pretty much all that can be said about it. Speaking of brown people who are lovable, Tulsi Gabbard, Matt, tell us about Tulsi, how about Tulsi, Matt?
2: Tulsi Gabbard, uh, becomes the... Becomes the twelfth Democratic candidate to qualify for the next debate. Tulsi. They're good. I think what how many were on the last stage? We don't know because we weren't allowed to live stream it. God, I think uh, ten. I think it was ten. I think it was ten. Okay, so we got two more. Uh we got two more on this time than last time. Andrew Yang recently has taken over uh Mayor Petey in the polls. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren now appears to be the front runner. Uh, Marianne Williamson, dear Marianne, the orb mother. Mm -hmm. What is she going to do, Spike?
3: Oh, Marianne, uh, is sadly not going to be there live to, uh, fight the collective, the dark psychic force of collectivized hatred.
2: That's right. She won't be, but she's still trying to fight the dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred. Um, but nice. So uh, Marianne just needs to get 2% or higher in at least three more qualifying polls because you need four. Uh, So not looking like Marianne's going to make that next cut by October 15th. And we are happy to announce that we will be live streaming this debate on exclusively... (laughs) (laughs) Exclusively on float.app exclusively
3: Uh, so that we don't get blocked from streaming on the internet
2: (laughs) right so we don't get killed on the internet
3: we will be Uh, we'll be on the one platform
2: and then we will share
3: that doesn't care about
2: and we will share the because we can we can upload it afterwards we can upload it places afterwards that's legal i've looked into that okay Uh, yeah we just can't live stream it so as long as we record it in the background and then (laughs) <laughs> I don't like the look you're giving me right okay. now.
3: <laughs> if you say so.
2: it's it. That is 100% legal. I did, I've looked into that as it can't be live. Except on Float, where they don't care.
3: So at the very least, guys, we will be on Float and your favorite podcasting app.
2: That's right. If you are watching us right now uh, on any of the social media platforms that we are on, uh, right now I included a link on where you can find it. Cause you can watch this show there right now as well. Yeah. You
3: can watch anything we're doing live.
2: Yeah. Um, but, uh, and also the quality on that is just so much better than ever. It's, it
3: it's- is as good as what I see on my streaming software. There is zero, uh, buffering or anything else, uh, or, 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 um, compression or, or anything. It is just straight up. It's an RTMP. i I sort of know what that is, but basically it's, it just looks really, really good. And they don't care what we do there. Um, which is really good. And so once Uh, they offer the ability to archive our live videos, I might just leave all of their social media platforms and just be on there. Yes. Cause it's just, it is a really good experience. It is float.app
2: float.app F L O T E dot app. Um, so, yeah, you'll be able to find us there on October 15th, uh, which is coming up really quick. That's
3: Demageddon 3, Second Blood. I'll come up with a better
2: That's fine. subtitle. Um, so, speaking of primaries and debates, Bill Weld recently had a Republican debate against Joe Walsh. You may not have known about it because it wasn't (laughs) really widely reported. Bill Weld, in this debate, uh, said he supports red flag laws. Said that he... I should have written these down in the notes. He supports red
3: flag laws. He supports universal background checks, which basically Uh, means...
2: Joe Walsh also supported the universal background check. Yeah.
3: Anyone who's thinking that... There's in the Republican Party, this, you know, uh, hyper, you know, conservative constitutionalist that's running against Trump. I guess Mark Sanford, you could call him that. He's kind of a liberty leaning Republican. Uh, he has about as much chance as Bill Weld and and, 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 and Walsh do. Uh, yeah. But between Walsh and Weld, they're pretty much every bit as progressive as Trump is. They just don't want to say mean stuff. Although Joe Walsh. Is one of the most inflammatory. I'm not sure what his why he doesn't like Trump. Honestly,
2: uh, you know he would
3: like. I don't know what happened there.
2: I'm not sure what happened there.
3: Not sure but, what happened there, but Bill Weld. Bill uh, Weld. Bill Weld, who uh, for those who know, the, Bill, uh,
2: go ahead. The life, the lifelong libertarian, Bill Weld,
3: lifetime yeah. member.
2: The 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 original Libertarian. Original
0: Libertarian.
3: Gun-grabbing drug warrior Bill Weld, who, oh, he also doubled down on his defense of Hillary Clinton.
2: Yes, that was the other one.
3: Because he's super Libertarian. And uh, so he was a Republican governor of Massachusetts who introduced gun control and many other really Libertarian things. Uh, As his time as a Republican governor, then he went over to the Libertarian Party where he uh ran as the uh running mate for Gary Johnson that literally no one but Gary Johnson wanted and literally somebody but Gary Johnson. nobody and they literally voted him on because Gary Johnson asked for him yep as I, his...
2: I was at that convention
3: yeah so Matt can tell you no one wanted him Mm-mm. they they just did it because they liked Gary they did want Gary as their running as their as their candidate and he said, I want Bill Weld. They went okay, and so uh, Bill Weld uh, thanked them for that by becoming a Hillary Clinton apologist for roughly three months,
0: yep.
3: uh, all the pretty much every all the way up to the election, uh, destroying any chance uh, of the Libertarian Party getting five percent of the vote uh, and much less winning. Um, and so then uh, he continued to stay on with the party until he then decided to also lose as a Republican again, which he's doing now. And, uh, you know, the (laughs) Liberty process of doing, yeah, he's in the process of losing. And uh, the libertarian party is not taking this sitting down at all. Let me tell you, in fact, no less than the chair of the libertarian, Nick Sarwark, has said he's going to vote for Weld in the primary.
2: Because that's what you want from a party leader.
3: Is to vote for someone else.
2: To vote for somebody
3: else. Another party. Who is not libertarian.
2: Who is not libertarian. And so I've heard so many different arguments on this because libertarians don't elect, don't nominate their presidential candidates the way that most of us do. Right. Like most the parties do. Um, I'm not a member of any party, so I I don't nominate anybody. Um, (laughs) But they uh, send people to a convention and the people at the convention vote on who it should be. Right. Uh, They don't hold primaries. They don't. They don't have elections like that. They, you send delegates to the convention, the people, the delegates vote on who it should be. And that is how they choose. So they're saying, since if you are in an open primary state, why not vote for people that you want to see running against your, your preferred candidate? Okay. So if his thought process is, okay, I'm going to vote for weld so that weld will potentially win New Hampshire Won't, but just so our candidate will beat him, will be able to beat him. Like I, I, I don't understand.
3: It's, 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 it's. You don't understand it because it's a terrible argument. So it is a
2: terrible. Like that. That's that is the only closest. <laughs> that is the closest to a good argument I have heard.
3: Right. So here's the problem with that argument. It would make sense because some people have made the comparison to uh, uh, libertarians who supported. Uh, Ron Paul when he was a Republican, when he was in office. The difference is that Ron Paul was a strict libertarian. He -hmm. was not only the most libertarian person in Congress or really in the federal government as an elected official, he was libertarian. And I'd say at least half of the people I've spoken with who joined the Libertarian Party in our age range or a little bit younger, a little bit older it was Ron Paul that brought half of them here. So there's not really a comparison between Ron Paul and someone who is somehow less libertarian than Trump. Uh, or at least pretty much as libertarian as Trump. Just not libertarian. Um, he is a neocon. He supports the wars overseas. He supports the war on drugs. He supports Escalating the war on drugs, I can almost guarantee you he supports the vape ban. And I think my understanding is he's somewhat libertarian on immigration and specifically weed, but not the other drugs. But not the other drugs. So if we were talking, if there were a liberty candidate on the Republican Party, who also has no chance of winning, but is at least spreading, let's say Rand Paul broke off and said, I'm a libertarian again after the last couple of years of bullshit, but I'm now a libertarian again, guys. Rest assured, I'm totally not going to do what I did four years ago. And so he, or three years ago. And so he, let's say he jumped in and Nick Starwalker or whomever said, okay, well, I'm going to vote for him because he's more libertarian and it doesn't affect my voting in the libertarian primary, da 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 Still not a great idea, and here's why. You are the chair of a party. You are supposed, supposed to be partisan because you are the head of that party. The libertarian party already has a perception problem that it is a place where failed Republicans go to die. It is a place for washed up former Republicans who, you know, want to give it one last loss. And when I talk to people and tell them I'm a libertarian, they'll go, oh, you mean like Rand Paul? Or, oh, you mean like Gary Johnson? Oh, hey, do you know where Aleppo is? I bet you like weed, huh? That is already the perception. And when you go, I'm going to vote for the next Republican retread who doesn't like Trump a lot. And I'm the head of the party that gives a pretty big signal to people who are interested in finding out more about the libertarian party that even its own chair is really kind of just more interested. The perception is that he's more interested in what the Republicans are doing, right. which would make me wonder why I give a crap what they're doing. So not which, good optics, right, guys.
2: Awful optics, but Nick star work is awful at optics, <laughs>
3: He can run a meeting, though, Matt.
2: Matt, no, he can't. He can no, literally he show up, can. and he is. <laughs> I dislike Nick Star Wars go so off, much. Go off, Matt.
3: This is our show. Go off.
2: So, at one at the Florida Libertarian Convention back in 2016, where we had the debates and Gary Johnson, Austin Peterson, uh, the the McAfee, uh, Perry, oh, what was that Jewish guy's name? He was really cool. I don't
3: like oh, him. um. Uh, the guy and he died. Um, yeah. I'm that libertarian. He's the one that coined that, Feldman.
2: Yeah. Feldman. Uh, they they were all doing their debate there, um, and at the end of it, Nick Sarwark was closing out. He said one last thing seven different times. I was on like four hours of sleep because it's a libertarian convention. None of us sleep during it. I had to drive back across. I had to drive back across the state after that. And I couldn't leave early because I was doing the sound. So I was sitting here listening to the smarmy little fuck Nick Sarwark. (laughs) Going off. And every time he said one last thing, I was like, Oh, thank God. And then he would say his one last thing. And I was like, yes, I'm like getting ready to rip the headphones out so I can go get five hour energy and drive home. And then, but one last thing, when you go to the airport, avoid the scanners, make them give you the TSA rub and tug, make them earn that tax money. Yeah. He said that. And I was like, okay, Whatever. Maybe he didn't realize he said one last thing. Five more times he said one last thing. And I said, I hate this person. I want, I, I want him out. He, he is now aggressing on my time.
3: He's, he's violated your one last thing nap.
2: Yes. And I was so mad at him. And I have hated him since. And then after, that was the first time I ever like learned anything about him. And then he just got worse in my eyes every time he opened his mouth.
3: So, guys, but don't worry. He's totally redeemed himself because he's going to vote for Bill Weld. For Bill Weld. Oh, and he was in a debate recently with uh, Dave Smith uh, where they argued – so that it was an Oxford-style debate where they have a a question posed and then one side argues for the – or they have a a statement posed and one side argues the affirmative and one side argues the the negative – and so uh, the statement was the Libertarian Party should no longer uh, run candidates such as uh, Gary, candidates like Gary Johnson and, uh, and Bill Weld. And Dave Smith argued for the affirmative of that, that the Libertarian Party should definitely not do that anymore. And Sarwark argued the negative, that they absolutely should definitely do that again. And uh, in that debate, Nick Sarwark said, among other things, that he'd also support Dick Cheney running as a Libertarian. Uh, he said that the endless wars do not affect us here at home. Yep. They just don't, somehow. And uh, magic war. Uh, just a magic war it doesn't affect us. And, uh, and he argued that we needed to take baby steps, which apparently includes voting for the worst Republicans we can find. As long as they dislike Trump, basically. And
2: so Justin Amash.
3: Justin Amash, which Justin Amash I like, is... I like Justin Amash. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not... A, I do like Justin. I, you know, if, if I had to pick a, a congressperson to say that, you know, I agree with him more than most others congresspeople, that would be Justin Amash. And he often is, is is you know, principled and correct when it comes to that kind of stuff. Right. I don't agree with him. I also don't see him really as a libertarian as much as a strict constitutionalist, which is a completely different thing. Uh, but regardless, Justin Amash is not Bill Weld. And he's also not a libertarian. That's how bad it is. You've got your actual libertarians. Then you've got your Justin Amash, who eh, he's got some liberty stuff. And then you have Bill Weld, who we might as well nominate Hillary Clinton or Trump right. or psst,
2: I, almost anybody else that has run. Over Alexandria
3: Ocasio-Cortez. What the hell?
2: Why, yeah, why not? She doesn't like Trump. So so that happened. A- AOC fails in the, in the Democratic Party. Like. People get sick of her. She ends right. up losing. Right? She ends up losing to a Republican. She like needs to rebuild herself. She joins the Libertarian Party <laughs> of New York. Nick Sarwar creams himself. And he's like, oh my God, we have AOC. Let's just push her everywhere. And then yeah. now he's just saying, you have to support this woman who wants the Green New Deal.
3: Baby steps, Matt. It's baby steps. You have it's to take baby, baby steps. steps. We're going to get the
2: one thing that's going to make everything. God, he's a moron. Baby
3: I, step one.
2: Like, I'm not a member of the Libertarian Party anymore. I left a few years ago. Um, but if you are a member of the Libertarian Party, Joshy e. Bear Smith is running for chair. <laughs> Vote for him.
3: Bear down on Joshy Bear.
2: Bear down on Joshy Bear.
3: 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Joshy uh, Bear. So. <laughs> We like Joshy Bear here. I'm. I'm. We're good friends. We're. 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 Joshy. Bear Bears. We're, we're Bearheads over here. But um,
2: I was like, I don't think we're Bear Bears. The Bear who cares,
3: Joshy yeah, Bear Smith.
2: Joshy, Joshy Bear, the Bear who cares. The Bear
3: who cares. So um, so speaking of, I don't have a speaking of a country. Bill Weld probably wants to bomb. I don't know. Uh, sure. Oh, one other thing about this Star Wars thing. So. Sarwark presents a false dilemma that uh, you have to choose one or the other. You either have to pick some libertarian who might win a million, uh, you know, a million. And I'm, I'm actually paraphrasing Dave Smith here for those who have watched the debate. So you either have to find someone who, who you know, picked a, a, a million, you know, who can, who can maybe convert a million people to libertarianism, or you have to pick someone like Bill Weld who can get 70 million votes. And you know that's the pragmatic position the the one million people that's the that's the radical position and the, the 70 million votes is the pragmatic position because it's definitely pragmatic to think that Bill Weld can get 70 million votes that is absolute pragmatism and, and being re- very realistic as right. well you're never going to get 70 million anythings unless you actually convert people to what you believe. And if and what you believe, do that with a Bill Weld, unless you want to just be another Republican party, in which case people are going to say, why don't I just vote Republican? Why am I splitting the Republican vote with the Republican light party if I can just vote Republican and have a better chance of someone like that winning? Right. Whereas if you actually present a real stark alternative to those two things, you're still going to lose probably for at least a few elections, but you can actually build something there. You can actually build a real thing that even if it doesn't win elections, it can at least influence the elections or something. If you even believe that elections can fix any of this, which is debatable, but if it is going to fix it, it ain't going to do it with damn Bill Weld. So speaking of white people being troublesome, I I don't, there's, there's no,
2: do you Speaking have a segue for that? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, good. No,
3: sorry. Go ahead. Much better than that one. Okay, good.
2: Speaking of people trying to build something. Ah. The Democrats are working hard to build a case to impeach Trump.
3: Hey, that's a good one.
2: Thank you. Thank um you. <laughs> So, on Tuesday, we were supposed to have a show, as we mentioned before. And we ended up not having it because Spike left something in the car. Um <laughs> <laughs> not really sure how that worked out But that did um, <laughs> Let me so, spend all
3: my equipment
2: <laughs> Obviously The biggest news On Tuesday Was that Nancy Pelosi The crypt keeper Arose from her grave Just as the sun was going down As to not Burst into flames And I just made a crypt Keeper and a vampire reference in the same sentence. That was nice. I like that. Thanks. Um, To announce that the Democratic Party is opening a impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump. Now, this seems like it has been on the... This seems as though it has been uh, on the docket for quite some time, and they've been just continually looking for a reason to do it. They've just constantly, okay, we're like basically from day one, it has been, they're looking for a reason to impeach Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From day one. Day one. At uh, Peter Strz- Stroke. Strzog. Strizog. Peter Strzog. Strzog. Peter Strizog, Peter Stroke, whose name looks like it was written by somebody having one, and...
3: I'm having a knock <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh um... <laughs> <my God.
2: laughs> <laughs> Who said the only way we're going to get Donald Trump out of office and defeat him is to impeach him. And it seems like all of the Democrats went... Let's listen to this strizh guys. And hey, we're gonna right. go with that. Uh, you had the you had the Russian investigation that didn't go anywhere. That turned out to be a huge nothing burger. Yeah. Leading up and to to the pinnacle on July 24th, when mm. Mueller testified in front of Congress and gave his whole thing um gave his whole testimony and then it just sort of went away because he was like yeah there's really nothing i mean he showed
3: up a tired broken man
2: he did
3: who just it was like why am i here i already told you everything that i had to tell you i said that he uh oh what was it he was the there was only a question as to whether or not he was potentially Liable for obstruction, and I leave that up to the attorney general to decide that. And the attorney general said it wasn't, and that's really the end of it. So if you're going to do an impeachment, then do it, and if you're not, then don't, because we're not going to arrest him.
2: Right. Basically. That that was July 24th. Correct. Donald Trump felt he was in the clear. Everything was going to be fine. Right. Then came July 25th where Donald Trump made a phone call. To... Yo, the... <laughs> he made a phone call to the... President. No one
3: can read this. I'm taking this down. No one can yeah, read yeah, this. No talking. one can read it.
2: Uh, <laughs> so look then, at it. Like, this no, is, no, this why, happened. Why, Damn it, what, this happened. When you asked me for him, I was like, why? Like, I was just going to read segments, <laughs> but okay. Like a,
3: put it up uh, there.
2: Um, I just a journal of California? record.
3: Here you go. Right. So
2: on July 25th, he said, thinking he's invincible, he calls the president of Ukraine to congratulate him on his party's winning of their parliamentary system. And in this phone call, oh, so before that phone call, let's we have to go back just a little bit. Before that phone call, Donald Trump withheld $400 million in military aid to Ukraine for a week. He withheld it for a week, waiting until after the phone call. Originally, he stated that it was because he feared bureaucratic corruption within Ukraine's government. More recently, he has shifted that, saying it was because there wasn't similar financial contributions by other Western powers like Germany, which he does bring up in the phone call. Um, now, A week. What he says in the phone call is, hang on, I should have highlighted uh where does he talk about it's right here yeah it's right there it's right there he talks about he talks about angela merkel and saying how they aren't actually doing anything uh angela merkel isn't doing anything with it with it uh but we're here to help you and then he says i know that you know that we've been going through a lot here um i know you know that we've been going through a lot here and we'd like your help Assumably, he is talking, and all of this is allegedly there. This is all being inferred, right? This is what people are saying he is saying here. We really don't know, okay? But it is it is alleged, it is being alleged that he is saying because of all the stuff that's been going on with Russia, the country's been going through a lot. So, we need your help now. Quick flashback to I don't know, 2000, we'll say 15 ish. Uh, Joe Biden, who at the time was the front runner for the Dems, now it seems to be Elizabeth Warren. You know, it's kind of going back and forth. Right. Joe Biden was the vice president. He called up Ukraine and demanded that they ended an investigation, that they ended an investigation into the natural gas company that was paying his son fifty thousand dollars a month. The natural gas company was being investigated by by the Ukrainian government, and he called him up. He goes, "Hey, stop that!" Except, you know, in his southern charm, which is weird for a guy from Delaware, right?
3: In his weird southern Delaware corn pop accent, yes,
2: right. And they said, "Okay, fine, we're not going to do it." Later, Joe Biden bragged about bribing them which I actually saw that video shortly before we went on the air and I didn't have time to upload it. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) it would would have been great.
3: That would have been awesome.
2: Yeah. That would have been great. Uh, But yeah. So he bragged about, he bragged about bribery talking about Ukraine and that's what people think that was in reference to Ah. a lot of this is just stuff that's being inferred. Right. So Trump says, I need a favor from you. Uh, I need a favor from you. Uh, you're surrounding yourself with smart people. Uh, if the, if you could do something for us, that would be great. And the and the president or the president of Zimbabwe, President Zelensky, who I believe is the youngest person ever elected as a world leader, I believe,
3: he's, and he's also a comedian. Yes. So he is. got his start. This I just need to give this aside because this is like what would be in a movie it was like the that movie with uh um robin williams where he was running for president and he was actually a comedian um so this guy Zelensky is a a very like well-known comedic actor in the ukraine and he did a show which in in the show he was a comedian who ran for president and won and how ridiculous that was it was either a show or a movie i think it was a show and he was so popular
2: and the ukrainian what's that With Robin Williams?
3: Yeah, it was with Robin...
2: I think it was Robin Williams. Robin Williams and and Lewis Black. It was called Man of the Year. Okay. And he ended up winning because of uh, voter fraud that messed up. Ah. It was a computer program that was supposed to go... Like, it was supposed to automatically... Spoiler. uh, It was supposed to automatically send in... (laughs) If you haven't seen this movie... If you haven't uh,
3: seen Man uh, of the Year... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert
2: for the people out there many of you who haven't seen this movie uh there was a voter there was a uh there was a computer bug that was put in like a program that was put into the voting system so that people would vote for uh, a certain amount of votes would automatically switch to the first person alphabetically but when he came in his name was i think Abramson with two a's and then the next person was like a Adams or something like that. So okay. he ended up getting the votes, and he ended up winning. And then That's because funny. he was the stand-up comedian, ah. okay, uh, right. <laughs> Since he was the stand-up guy, he you know backed down, ah. uh, and he so
3: resigned. In, so in this show, he was uh, uh, Zelensky was running for president as a joke and won, and um, because you know Ukrainian politics was so corrupt. I'm having a glasses issue, by the way, guys. I'm noticing. Uh, so just uh, bear with me. Don't mind me. Um, so so he, then, so it was so popular, the show, and Ukrainian, they were so fed up with their their main two parties that they went and voted for this guy. So now he's the president of the country.
2: Right. And so he's the president of the country. His party now is in charge of all of the government. Like yeah. in charge In charge of the Ukrainian government, his party, like, and Donald Trump's like, you're surrounding yourself with very smart people and you know because you hear that a lot for comedians um
3: (laughs) they're well known for surrounding themselves with
2: smart people right exactly so he calls them up to make sure that they don't have any uh any corruption going on in that government before he gives them 400 million dollars in military aid right and he says the former ambassador for the united states the woman was bad news and the people she was dealing with in the Ukraine were bad news so I just wanted to let you know that the other thing there's a lot of talk about Biden's son that Biden stopped the prosecution and a lot of people want to find out about that so whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution so if you can look into it it sounds horrible to me now nowhere in there does he say I will or I'm
3: not going to give you the money
2: or, right is it inferred like is it implied possibly it really depends on whether or not you want to infer that from this conversation the president Zelensky, the stand-up the, the comedian yes he um said yeah no absolutely uh want to tell you about the prosecutor i can't do a ukrainian accent so i'm not even going to attempt that uh oh, he said i on. want to tell you about that but uh yeah absolutely i can look into that I and mean, right the president says, well, I'm going to have Mr. Giuliani and the Attorney General William Barr contact you. And he says, great. Look forward to talking to you again. Can't wait. Always love it when you call me.
3: Okay. So, so then and then on, uh, on Tuesday, Nancy Pelosi rises from her crypt like Rita Repulsa of Power Rangers fame and says, finally, <laughs> I am free. We are going to. I, I'm not going to do my Rita Repulsa impersonation, uh, but she uh, and she announces that she's going to impeach the president, or or start an inquiry into the impeachment of the president. Right. Now, this is a not a second hand, but a third hand account from the whistleblower. Correct.
2: Right. So the whistleblower who was outed today, he is a CIA agent that was working at the White House. Um, which is great because I watched, I watched the entire three and a half hours of that hearing today. God. Yeah, I know it was awful. It was so awful How many times can you listen to one guy go? I followed the chain of command and I took it to the Department of Legal at the White House and then to the Department of Legal at the Justice Department and have Adam Schiff go. But the people in the complaint, were the member was the leader of the White House and the leader of the Justice Department. Don't you think that this was a conflict of interest? He goes, but I followed the chain of command from it's oh my God. Like So it was like, like a Kafka. Like a, right. Yeah. But the one thing he said in there was he is dedicated to making sure that the whistleblower stays anonymous. In <laughs> moments after it ended, whistleblower revealed to be CIA agent who was working at white house
3: David Ballantyne says RIP to that CIA agent and that's maybe although I don't know I mean uh, unless he comes up with something if he comes up with something for the Clintons he's as good as suicided did Trump I he's gonna Trump's gonna like destroy this guy on Twitter so R.I.P. I mean, this he's already, guy's Twitter mentions he's
2: hitting this dude on Twitter.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So R.I.P. The guy's Twitter mentions uh,
2: yeah. at the very least. He's, he's gonna call up Bill. Bill, I need your help. How do I? How do I get somebody soon? Well, I don't know. I don't know. There, Donald, you going to call up it. Hillary. Does Hillary that Hillary, Hillary? takes care of the suit. I call up Hillary. I never had to do it. She always had did it, it for it. me. Um. <laughs> so a third hind account. A person who heard, okay, so that the phone call happened. Right. The phone call happened, uh, and people took notes because that's how those things go. Right. And people took notes. The people who took the notes were having a conversation that somebody overheard. Somebody, the person that overheard it, made the complaint. And he so, said that Donald.
3: Right. <laughs> so Trump, so. J- Trump said something to someone which Giuliani then said to someone that took notes who then was overheard by this person who's telling us. Right. So it's like a game of telephone.
2: Exactly. And if you, they say that in the call, Trump pressured the Ukrainian uh, president three times to open an investigation on else He wasn't going to get the money now. I read the transcript of the call, which isn't really a transcript. It's like, it's more of an account. (sighs) It's more of really an account of the phone call, the best that the note takers had taken it. Right. Um, Because allegedly the transcript had been moved from the normal computer to a super secret spy computer is the best way to put that. Um, and they moved it over there so nobody would be able to hear that phone call because maybe, possibly, allegedly it violates a bunch of (laughs) laws which you might, yeah right, so the people turned over the transcript or the notes of the transcript and the transcript doesn't I read it and I was like okay, this is not as damning as they are saying it is in the news Right, it's not like you're gonna do this or we're you're not gonna get this money. Like it's it's never stated as obviously as right. that. Right, it's and kind it, of an
3: implied I- I- I quid pro quoeyishy type. Well, yeah, I mean we want to give you the money, but hey, hey, hey. By the way, right. And- totally unrelated. We'd really like if you look into this and talk to my personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. By the way. The chutzpah of picking Rudy Giuliani as your attorney. Because Michael Cohen worked out beautifully. Right. That worked out just... (laughs) So clearly the next option is Rudy Giuliani, who cannot help but incriminate himself on a regular basis in (laughs) front of... Many it, on international television. That is definitely who I would want as my attorney. Yes, Rudy Giuliani, yeah. America's mayor.
2: America,
0: yeah,
3: G- true. The mayor America. of America. You yeah. know, America's <laughs> lawyer. That's not true. Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney. Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, is actually America's. And America's
2: lawyer. Big shout out to Chris Reynolds for explaining yes. so much stuff to me. Over the last three days. If
3: any show was brought to you by personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, like, this guy like, well, right here, that would. Right. this is definitely the Chris Reynolds, the muddied Chris of Reynolds.
2: Later on, we're going to be uh, referring to the muddied waters media legal team, and that would be Chris Reynolds.
3: That would literally just be Chris Reynolds.
2: That's right. So Chris Reynolds was talking to me about, about whether or not this is a quid pro quo, which is now something that so many people have in their lexicon. um, Because <laughs> it's been in the news a lot. In the last gonna,
0: it's a quid people, pro
2: quo.
3: What's that mean? Get out.
2: You know, people apparently did not watch Silence of the Lambs because that's where I learned it when I was like 13 years old. And my parents said, don't watch that. And <laughs> so... He explained it to me as in, okay, let's say that I am, I, Chris Reynolds, am renting you your house, and I am paying your, I'm renting you your house, but I'm paying all of your bills, and I am uh, buying many copies of the books that you write that no one reads, direct Ooh. quote from Chris Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I know. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it stung. It stung a little bit, but it, I was in the middle of a consult. So I was just, I'm going to let that go because I need to finish this consult. (laughs) And he said, uh, he's like, and I buy a lot of the books that many people, that nobody reads. And, um, you know, I'm kind of supporting you in many different ways, blah, blah, blah. Right. All I need you to do is John Sterner is giving me a hard time. I just need you to take care of that. I don't say what I need you to do. I don't, you know, I don't say what, I don't say anything else. Right. And you take it upon yourself to kill him. It could. I could still be culpable for that. It depends. Like he said that the defense attorney would have a great time trying to defend that because he'd be like, "Well, no, he never said that." Attorney he never said kill him. He
3: never. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> Attorney-client privileged information, according to Chris Reynolds that only goes one way i believe chris i'm not 100% sure how that
3: yeah goes. I, i'm pretty sure <laughs> matt can you
0: <laughs>
3: pretty sure matt can unilaterally decide <laughs> to share that but uh, uh, but ouch also right um, rip so, matt's feelings
2: right i mean he he did that during the meeting so whatever um it's free consult so, matt so what is happening here is whether or not you are going to be able to convince everybody that what Trump did was trade these two items, the $400 right. million dollars for investigating Biden and his son. Mm-hmm. So that is where the issue is going to come up. Now in the democratic house that we have, there's 235 Democrats in the house. You need 217 people to vote yes for impeachment for the okay. impeachment. to happen. I'm getting to that part, Chris, I promise and um so you need you need that uh 217 people that is 98 gonna happen oh yeah 98 chance that that's yeah yeah actually-
3: yeah yo no that's definitely gonna happen for the for the house to vote to right. impeach him yes impeach. Right. definitely happening
2: I've, i'm i'm only giving the two percent just just because you know, I I don't want to vote a hundred. I don't want to bet a hundred percent on that.
3: Because then it won't happen. But the uh, it, it th- this is gonna happen. Like I I will say the odds of it not happening are infinitesimal, and it would take something really horrific that would put everything else on the back burner. Because this is their. They are convinced
2: that this is going to.
3: Pelosi work. is not convinced that this is a good idea because Pelosi's been around DC for a while and she understands how elections work and we'll get into that later, but she ain't steering the ship right now. Right. Right now the ship is ship is being steered by progressive but, activists.
2: But what Pelosi does know, what Pelosi does know is that she does have the votes to get the impeachment.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: She knows that. I think that every time before this, anytime anything else has come up, she didn't have the votes, which is why she never brought it. No,
3: she has the votes now. With this,
2: she knows, with this, she definitely thing, yeah. has the votes now. Now, but what Pelosi also understands is that there are many areas like Michigan, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, lots of places in the Rust Belt that are traditionally Democratic states right went for trump in 2016 but then went back and voted democrat into the house in 2018
3: in 2018 that
2: right. don't that don't support impeachment right this cause she understands may cost them the lead in the house in 2020 so she's actually banking a lot but she also wants to be the oldest speaker of the house in history is she not If she wins this next time, she will be. Who was older than her? I have no idea. I didn't look that part up. My
3: God, let me look that up. Um,
2: So she knows she needs to do this for the party to elect her again. So she's going forward with the impeachment in order to keep pushing her agenda as long as they have control, which... Quite possibly will only be until January of 2021 because of the impeachment. Right now. Because. Of. I lost where I was in my notes. Um, so because this is going on, she is. Because of this is going on, she's pushing that. Now, a lot of people think, OK, once he's impeached, he can't run that's not entirely true because first of all he needs to be get convicted by the senate right as as i was discussing with muddied waters media legal team earlier today also known as personal injury attorney chris reynolds attorney at law
3: also known as the feeling smasher
2: yeah (laughs) chris reynolds the the dream killer chris Chris f your
3: life reynolds Attorney, personal injury provider, uh, uh, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Um, Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Um, So as I was talking with him about this today, in order for the Senate to convict, you need three fourths in order to convict, which is 67 members of the Senate uh, to vote to convict him, which isn't going to happen. Oh, it's three fourths?
3: It's three fourths?
2: Uh two thirds, sorry. Okay,
3: two-thirds. I was gonna say, I'm like, wow, that's definitely not gonna happen. But
2: two-thirds, even two thirds, <laughs>
3: not gonna happen. Yeah,
2: you need sixty seven out of the hundred to vote. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Nope. You I think you need twenty Republicans to flip. Yeah, not happening. And then that's not gonna happen.
3: Not on this. No, no. No, not on this. By the way, Sam Rayburn of Texas, currently the record for the oldest speaker of
2: the house. Sam Rayburn. Um so <laughs> sure. Fun fact for everybody out there. Sam Fun Rayburn. Fun fact, Sam Rayburn. Yeah. Um so that's not gonna happen. But let's say let's just say that two thirds were going to. The re- the the criteria for conviction in the Senate has absolutely no rule. There is no defined rule on what it takes to convict. Uh, God, rule of proof of law? Proof of? Chris Reynolds, if you can uh, comment and tell me what word I'm forgetting here. Uh, Proof of crime or proof of guilt or something like that. There is no, there is no, uh, there is no defining, there is no definition on what it needs to be for them to convict. So let's say that Kamala Harris says, uh, okay, I can see both sides of this, which she doesn't, but let's say. She says, I see both sides of this, but 51% of me is saying he's guilty. He's guilty. And Mitch McConnell says, well, I really-
3: Burden of proof. Burden of proof.
2: Thank you, Chris. Burden of proof. Thank you, Chris. Burden of proof. So, and Mitch McConnell says, well- I would really if this was Obama like this would definitely be a slam dunk he's guilty right. but Trump so uh like I see it 75% but that 25% leaves me with some sort of doubt in my mind on his guilt so I'm going to vote no. Right. There since there is no definition on this he has the ability like people can vote however they want and then it's when they're explaining subjective. their right. decisions right. when they're explaining their decisions it'll be all over the map.
3: Right. Uh, right.
2: It could be anything
3: from the preponderance of the evidence to beyond a shadow of a doubt and everything in between, uh, whether anyone or, and obviously a lot of it's just going to be, I'm a Democrat, so yes, and I'm a Republican, so no. And they don't have to, there's no recrimination for them choosing whatever they want because there's no rules.
2: Right. Now, the one thing that everybody kind of wonders is what is he being tried with?
3: What is he being tried tried in?
2: What is like what what is the crime he has committed to uh, go into the impeachment inquiry? Quid pro were, quo. That's not a crime. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, that old he's quid pro quo. Oh well I, I I can answer that. Or were you gonna go? You you you're gonna go some sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was reading Chris Reynolds uh explanation of it can be preponderance of the evidence 51% or beyond reasonable doubt 90
3: to 95%. Right. Right. Well, I'll tell you guys, there's someone who has an answer for what his crime is. No less than Nick Sarwark. The, the hope and dreams of libertarian party chair, Nick Sarwark, Bill Weld himself, uh, has said that this is no less than treason. He said, talk about pressuring a foreign country to interfere with and control a U.S. election, it couldn't be clearer. And that's not just undermining democratic institutions. That is treason. It's treason, pure and simple. And the penalty for treason under the U.S. code is death. That's the only penalty. is death. I want to make a Swedish metal version of Bill Weld talking about treason.
0: Yep.
2: Now... Chris and I, were, we were talking about this on Tuesday right. when I didn't get the quid pro quo showing up. And, and so he says that the issue is not that they colluded together, but that they potentially conspired to commit treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Which so is it's conspiracy. So conspiracy to commit treason. Now, according to Chris Reynolds the official muddied waters media legal team conspiring to commit a crime is just as bad as committing the actual crime. So if you and I are having a conversation here live stream, right. And we talk about, okay, we're going to rob this bank on this date doing this. Right. But we never meet up to do it. We are just as guilty if we did it.
3: really. Yes. We couldn't say your honor. That was performance art. I mean, I guess we could.
2: I mean, probably but, <laughs> we I mean,
3: could say that.
2: How do that go like from? Chris Reynolds, we might get off. Um, Your honor. <laughs> but like, if you want to sit down and plan get out a crime with somebody, it? right, and then you decide not to go go through with it at the on the back end, you are guilty of committing that crime in the eyes of the law. Wow. So I'm to,
3: keep my mouth shut.
2: I think I'm not. I did not ask Chris this question at all. But I think that this is a lot like so. You and I plan a crime together. I back out. You follow through with it. I am guilty of you committing that crime. Oh, even though I had nothing to do with it. I'm not talking to anyone anymore. Right? No, no, absolutely not. Hey, you want a note? Okay. So Chris says you have to take a step to do it. Okay. So okay.
3: So we okay. All right. All right.
2: So. Like, if we say, okay, we're going to rob this gun using, or rob this bank using these guns, and then we went out and, and we purchased those purchased guns. Purchase the
3: guns, that would be a decided movement towards that. Right. Or like started so, casing the bank, but we didn't actually do that. By the way, we're not actually talking about doing this. Because I'd never do
2: it. Definitely not to the PNC in Myrtle Beach.
3: <laughs> definitely not. And I didn't even know that there were banks in Myrtle Beach. I don't. Not really into banks. So, so, <laughs> so, God, God. so, so, I just don't want to be accused of treason. That's, you know, Bill Weld's out to, he's out for, yeah, blood he's,
2: yeah, Bill Weld's out to <laughs> murder out for everybody for worse. treason. He wants to murder the president for treason. Um, <laughs> so, in the eyes of the law, has, has, the question is, did Trump do something illegal or did he not? Right. Everything that you're looking at, no quid pro quo was stated in the conversation.
3: Explicitly, so, right,
2: right. Explicitly. Is it inferred? Possibly. Yeah. Well, actually, is it inferred? That depends on who you are and whether or not it's inferred. Is it implied? Possibly. It depends on who you are.
3: Right. And um, that's the thing. is it, it, it? It's really up to your interpretation of whether this was, you know, yes, we, we're going to give you this money oh, by the way, we also want to talk about this, or if he's implying you're going to get this money if you do this. Here's the thing. An argument in favor of Trump's position is that they still gave them the money without any other thing happening.
2: That we know of.
3: That we well, And that's the thing. So it's, it's really like...
2: The investigation may be going underway.
3: And that's the thing. So it would really... It, there's like a lot of... Guys look, this is going to be like the Russia thing, I think, right? Like this is going to be- That's
2: what I was going to say. This is this is a political Rorschach test on where you stand Right, Right, if, it's a litmus test, you, right. If you it's... hate Trump, you see that he has done everything wrong and he is guilty. If you love Trump, you say he didn't do anything wrong. If you're in the middle or you don't care, it, You're like, eh, I mean... It could go either you know, way. Whatever. Yeah. Right. But 100% guarantee... Oh, like 98% guarantee he's getting impeached. And oh, 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. guarantee he's not getting convicted.
3: Right. and And here's why that plays well for Trump. An impeachment of Trump is going to fire up his base and anyone who leans towards him.
2: Already... So, he has raised $5 million in the 24... He raised $5 million in the 24... Hours after the impeachment inquiry was announced, it's gonna. I think it's it's been forty eight hours since then now, and I think that he has raised something like fourteen million.
3: Yeah, which is more than a lot of these other candidates have have major candidates have raised at all, and he already has a pretty sizable war chest, and is a billionaire. Not that he's really used much of his own money to begin with, but anyway. This is, it's going to fire, it's going to fire his side up. It is firing his side up. And the more it goes on and looks like kind of a, another Russia nothing burger, it's going to fire him up even more. The Democrats are just opposing our president. trying to blah, 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 blah. On the left side, they're going to get all worked up. He's definitely guilty. He's definitely guilty. He's definitely guilty. And then he's not going to get prosecuted or he's not going to get convicted. And that's right around the time whatever crap sandwich the Democrats have put together are going to be shoving that down their throats and going, "Oh yeah, by the way, you got to vote for, you know, Biden or Warren or something." So, their side's going to be deflated and feel like the Democrats are a bunch of, you know, feckless morons, and the right is going to be completely fired up and feel victorious and vindicated in the whole thing. Just in time for election day. Who is does that look like that's going to help? Yeah.
2: The entire, the entire 2020 debates between Donald Trump and whoever is going to be, you were impeached. Yeah, I wasn't convicted. You were impeached. Yeah, I wasn't convicted. You were impeached. Yeah, I wasn't convicted. You were impeached. Yeah, you got them to stop investigating your son, and I wasn't convicted. You were impeached. Yeah, you pretended to be Native American in order to get jobs.
3: Oh, yeah, it's going to be an, uh, yeah, it's just going to be gar, it's not going to be a substantial one
2: percent that you're railing against. Yeah,
3: it's not going to be a substantial debate at all. It's going to be, you know, bromides thrown against each other constantly. And the word quid pro quo completely, Latin will again become a dead language. Uh, It will be re killed. By the the uh, the ad nauseum. There's another one. Abuse of quid pro quo. It will be ad hominem. Well, it is an ad hominem. It's an ad hominem and being used ad nauseum. Yeah. It will be panem et circus says. So the yeah. So it's going to be that. And And I don't. It's it's going to
2: be that, and it's going to be that for a very long time. The most interesting thing that I learned from today's hearing, though, of three and a half hours, (laughs) all of it, every stupid second of it. One last thing, Matt. The director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire. Also, okay, real quick. He became the director of national intelligence on August 16th. This report was filed on the 13th. Okay. He's only been director for a month and a half, and this is the first thing he has had to deal with.
3: So this just was dropped on his lap. Actually, he inherited it. It was already there like a couple days before.
2: Right. But I think the original guy was already on his way out at that point, so I think he just was like – and he's – I can't remember that guy's name, but he said, would you have taken the job if you'd known this was there? And he said, no. (laughs) But (laughs) he said, while I was trying to figure out uh, what to do about this, (laughs) what to do about this by following the rules that this committee wrote and sure that I was within the boundaries of the law of this committee and also learning a new city, I was still using my Garmin to get to work.
3: Who uses a Garmin?
2: Right. The director of national intelligence uses a Garmin to get around DC.
3: What's he got? That was Tom the part. Tom? That was
2: the part I was the most interested in. I was like, Whoa, what? How is that possible?
3: Who uses a Garmin? Do they update those? <laughs> is this even a thing that exists
2: anymore? Right. That's all a it like Garmin. I had to think about what it was for a second.
3: Guys, drop comments if you're still out here using standalone GPS systems in your personal vehicle. Because I, I've, I, I didn't know.
2: Right? Yeah. No, that blew my mind. Maybe it's installed in his car still. I don't know. I've never I've Tom Tom. Chris Reynolds uses Tom Tom. Oh, really?
0: <laughs>
3: That's perfect. Oh. <laughs> um... um... Well, I did mention TomTom, Tom, but I a Garmin,
2: a Garmin. Yeah, that was the Magell- something. I still have that, my
3: right? Mage- I still have my Magellan somewhere, but I haven't used that since I don't know 2013, 2012 maybe. Is this what we're doing it? Out- we got the Director of National Intelligence out here using like an 8-year-old yeah. GPS map. <laughs>
2: Right. And somebody said, maybe it can't be hacked. And I said, man, that's actually, that's the only thing that I can really. Like, maybe it can be hacked, but nobody's looking for him anymore. And they're thinking the director of national intelligence definitely isn't using it. I don't, they, I don't know. But, but
3: hacked for what? Like, is it is it classified that he's like going to Sonic to get something to eat? Like, I, I mean, I, I guess so.
2: Just, I mean, just so you don't know where the director of national intelligence is.
3: Uh Sarah Sarah Branyon otherwise now known as Saratonin, is uh she said she uses a globe, which is pretty old school. That's and I actually great. respect you for that.
0: Yeah.
3: It would get kind of precise to get from like you know, across, get across town with your globe. But um I used to I used a triptych once. Kind of aging myself I, there.
2: I used a trip tick. Those were fun. Uh, from AAA or whatever?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring you the thing and you have to flip through it and they go, Oh, got to techno stuck next Uh yeah.
2: Couldn't I have used any room. Real... To get to uh Arizona from DC.
3: Wow. That was a big trip tick, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I only did it going up and down the East Coast. I thought I was impressive, but I <laughs> did not go cross country. Yeah. Well, I guess and I to
2: going back way. just using the exact same map, flipping backwards.
3: Yeah. That's how that's how you do it. So yeah, tripstick. So we've definitely. I uh, said. Uh, she said mo- a mobile sundial in my Camry to keep time. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, so that's apparently with the National Director of Intelligence. That is funny.
2: Yeah. That that, that was the most interesting part of today. I'd st- I'm Adam not Schiff, surprised. Adam, Adam, Schiff. Adam Schiff. God. Every question. Every question he asked today, was do you agree that, and then he would say something that the person might not agree, or you should, you agree, or he wouldn't say do, he would just say, you agree that the investigation should happen. And the guy, he wouldn't answer that question. He was like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's up to you guys. Right. Yeah. Agree A crime has been committed. Well, I'm not saying that that's up to, that's not up to me. That's up to the department of justice. And they said, no, but you guys are like, well, no, you can't ask them. And, it was this for three hours.
3: It's going to be enough. this for a year and a Min- half.
2: Minus the Garmin.
3: The Garmin was nice. I would have liked if they had just like made fun of him for that for three hours. Right. This is the preview of what the next year is
2: going to be like. So. is just. Me and the Muddy Waters media legal team. The, uh, the Nixon impeachment hearings lasted about a year. A little bit under a year um the nixon impeachment hearings lasted about a year a little bit under uh the bill clinton ones the investigation lasted a long time but the bill clinton in, uh impeachment inquiry and to the vote was only like two and a half months because with bill clinton it was did he do it did he did he say it and did he do it and they had right. proof that he did it and he had proof that he said it yeah I uh, sexual relations with that woman <laughs> and he did and we all remember when Monica Lewinsky was just a young tyke crawling around the White House. The oval. that's <laughs> in her mouth. Now she's all grown up. And, and the question here is, did Trump say it? Was it a crime? And that's going to be where the big question is right was it was what he did a crime and they're gonna to have to try to prove that i think it's gonna take longer than the bill clinton but not as long as the Nixon. so i'm thinking six to eight months is when they'll actually vote which will be right in the middle of election right season. right in
3: the middle of the democrats being told what garbage pail they're gonna to have to vote for who's sarah, you know, better than
2: trump right sarah uh, yes nixon did resign and that was actually what brought those two
0: in end.
3: Yeah, that would have been even that probably would have been even longer. But they were going to vote to convict. That was I mean, he 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 backed out because he was about to be the first president removed by Congress. Um in my mind that and may you may disagree with me and I'm not even 100% sure that I agree with me, but I think that the best case scenario for Democrats is that they're able to stretch this out past election day because if he gets if he gets cleared, which he will, just because of the makeup of the Senate, if he gets cleared before that, it's going to be a huge boost to him and a huge letdown to the left. And anytime they go, well, you did whatever, he's going to be like, oh, you mean like the Russia Gate and and the impeachment that, you know, I was found not guilty. I was, you know, vindicated in both cases. It's just going to really put a lot of wind in his sails and it's going to really, really piss off the left. And he already knows how to piss off the left. They're going to be hyper pissed off and they're going to make a lot of stupid mistakes, which is what they do when he pisses them off. Um... Whereas if it continues dragging on, I still think that helps him more than them. But it also is like, well, you know, we're going to get you. And, you know, guys, we don't even have to do this anymore if we can just get him out of office. Whereas if, they, if they've if they already found that he's not guilty, um, that sort of, sort of destroys that. So I'm not sure. What do you think would be better, that they finish it before or that it just drags on?
2: So honestly, I think that, I think that they will try to get it done as quick as possible. They're already talking that they want this like done today. Okay. Like they, they want to take it to a vote tomorrow if they can. Um, I don't think they, I don't think they'll be able to. No. Uh, I think that for the Democrats, it's best to do it early because it gives them opportunity for him to do something else.
3: So they can just move past it and try to build something
2: else. Right. Now we we since we know he's not getting convicted, he's probably getting impeached. Like almost definitely getting yeah, impeached.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those are pretty much
2: definite. Right. It this could all end before the Iowa primaries. Could. Okay. And if so, you're gonna have the candidates that are left in the Democrats going on about how we need to get this president. We've never had a president who was impeached because this is the first time this has ever happened to a president in his first term. Everybody else, it was in their second. Oh,
3: that's right. Because Clinton, he had already been reelected.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Clinton had already been reelected. Uh, Nixon, had, the, it was because of what he did during the reelection. During campaign the reelection, he got yeah, in, yeah. Got him into the impeachment inquiry. And Andrew Johnson was. He was already. He was. It was something that he did during the re-election campaign. I believe. Yeah. I know it has something to do with federal judges. I'm not 100. I think he fired them all or something.
3: Um, So this would be the first time a first-term president was being impeached.
2: Right. Okay. So this is. So they're going to say we've never had a president be elected who was impeached. Is this the kind of president that you want in there? He's going to think that he's invincible because the Senate didn't convict he's you know anything that we've ever tried to stick to him has fallen off of him we got the impeachment the senate wouldn't follow through even though that's what the people want which is what they'll that's how they'll say it that's how they'll spin it and they will show clips of uh joseph mcguire i want to call that guy jerry mcguire so bad joseph the show me the money show Um, me my Garmin. show me my Garmin. um So they're going to have Joseph, the quotes from Joseph McGuire saying that this is unprecedented. They're not going to say that it's unprecedented because he was only in there for like three days before he first saw this, Uh, that he tried to figure because of the timing of which he came in, made it difficult for him to hit all of the times that he needed to hit based on the laws set by the intelligence committee. Right. Uh, And he's like, this is all unprecedented. This is all unprecedented. and They're just going to say he finds this to be unprecedented. They're just going to constantly use these these big quotes, these micro quotes from from, uh, everybody and push that we now have a president who has been impeached, who is running for re-election. This is who you don't want. That's going to be the Democrats' new thing moving forward.
3: Right. And his argument will be, they found me not guilty. And they found me not guilty... or i was you know as he said fully exonerated for the russia thing and all they have is just constantly investigating me for things that i didn't do anything wrong and vote for me because i'm you know doing all the great stuff um completely lost in this entire debate is that neither side actually does anything different they both just grow government they both just tax you more the average american is paying more taxes thanks to all these new tariffs Now than they were prior to when Donald Trump was president. It's just now not being done in the form of income taxes. It's now being done in the form of price added to the things that they purchase. Right. But they're paying more to the government than they were when he came in. So more taxes, more war. Well, the more war. It's actually the same amount of war. So that hasn't gone up, but no less war. Right. More government, more debt, more taxes, more laws, more.
2: We'll get to the no more war in a minute okay fair enough but yeah sarah sarah tonan says that uh they do not want pence yeah that's accurate they don't want pence pence is more of what they don't want than donald trump is what they don't oh want. Yeah,
3: yeah
2: Pence is at least establishment so they know what they're dealing with right so it's easier for them to deal with it now if let's say donald trump gets reelected and then they, they impeach him and something else comes up and he has to resign they're I'm pretty certain that they get Pence, even if it's before uh, Inauguration Day.
3: They do get Pence. I'm not sure I see Pence getting, especially in the wake of Donald Trump resigning, I don't see Pence getting elected president.
2: No, I'm saying if it's after Election Day, something else comes up. They're like, oh, he... Oh. He colluded with Ukraine and Russia, which that makes no sense, but we're going with it. Because, um, you know, so, Russia and Ukraine, they got a thing. Um, they, they had that whole invasion issue. Right. Um,
3: like an actual hot war
2: between right. them. Yeah. You know, so Donald Trump was at one point colluding with Russia, but now he's colluding with the people that... With Russia their enemy,
3: had. with Russia's enemy. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. So, so you're saying um, if something comes up that makes him resign after...
2: After November... Before January 21st. But assuming
3: he got reelected.
2: Assuming he got reelected.
3: So if he got reelected and then resigned, you get essentially four. Yeah, you would get four years of Pence. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, Pence didn't win an election.
3: Even though he didn't win an election, you'd get a full Pence term. Yep. You'd get all of the Pence, not just the tip of the Pence. You'd get the full Pence.
2: Right. You, you're not all just getting you are not just full, trying out the tip, we're not just the, the tip. You'd get
3: full penetration. That's right. So, speaking of penetration, we He's
2: have so upset about this.
3: <laughs> speaking of penetration, hey guys, are you ready to get penetrated by our sponsor and legal analyst? Because Matt was earlier with that thing about his books. So now it's your turn, guys. This is our, I think, my favorite segment of Muddy Waters of Freedom, which is, of course, the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, which I'm going to leave up because Chris likes that photo so much. (coughs) And so we got got, uh, two questions this week uh, by our... Our main sponsor and our good friend
2: who and is dear to our hearts. And what? And exclusive legal team. And
3: exclusive legal team and the breaker of our hopes and dreams occasionally.
2: <laughs> said, oh no.
3: <laughs> um, so, prepare to, so, guys, prepare to be penetrated uh, by this first question. God.
4: Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your Spicer segment. We had good old John Spicer, um, the notorious press secretary for treating the journalists like school children, For uh, I liked him going on and on and on about the size of the the crowds at the inauguration, um, to many other things that he did. Um, great fodder for Saturday Night Live, of course, no. um, and. He comes out on Dancing with the Stars and looks like a literal clown um, dancing. And I was wondering, (laughs) is there anyone else in the Trump world that has left Trump world and has so thoroughly debased themselves as Sean Spicer? I'd love some sort of ranking system, maybe like a top five. Thanks.
3: He always wants five
2: things. Chris, you're a high fidelity one too many times.
3: Like, my you're dealing with two recovering drug addicts. Your trust in our ability to withhold short term memory is commendable. I'm not sure it's realistic. I want to say something before we get into our top five.
2: He understands how much attention I had to pay today to be able to say everything that I said today, right? I
3: mean, you're kudos to you for you know giving us these these you know uh brain teasers to keep us you know fresh and sharp. Especially me. I mean, I I need cognitive stuff. Uh, But I – so before we get into ranking uh, former uh, Trump embarrassments or current Trump embarrassments, I have something to say about Sean Spicer and about the continued abomination that is the way Latin dance is treated on Dancing with the Stars – Matt also uh, believes very strongly in this, but I'll be the one uh, speaking about it. Um, (laughs) So the thing with, so, and maybe this is true of other dance forms as well. I don't know. I am a salsero. Y el bachadero. And I, I love the If anyone wants
2: to see a video of Spike dancing, message me and I will send you one.
3: Is it actually a clip of me dancing or is it like my head on it? Okay, good. I consider myself a good salsa dancer.
2: You are. I mean, you can dance much better than I can. I don't know if that makes you a good salsa dancer, but I know it makes you a lot better than I am. And there have been many a women that I have shown that to who have said spike has very good feet work. And I think that's a good thing.
3: Thank you. I try. I try to have good lines. But so, Dancing with the Stars, again, maybe they do this with the other dances as well. Every time they go and Dancing the Salsa, and people will share it with me, because I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. I don't watch much TV at all. But people will share it with me and go, oh, you do salsa. What do you think of Lou Diamond Phillips or Sean Spicer or freaking, what was the last one? Oh, Morris Chestnut. What do you think of this Morris Chestnut salsa routine? And I look at it, actually, I don't think Morris Chestnut was Dancing with the Stars, but regardless, it's the same thing. They go, and they're not really doing salsa steps, and they're just, basically, it's a professional pretending that the stars tossing them around. It's just not good. It's really, really not good. They almost never use actual salsa music. They use, like, some Beyonce abomination, and it's just, it's not good. And that is an embarrassment.
2: And that is the first rant you'll hear from Spicer. That is number one. <laughs> number two is coming later. Number two, any minute now. Number
3: one is whatever I just said. Matt?
2: So uh, Chris Reynolds says he's negotiating. He'll settle for three. Okay. Uh, so Sean Spicer.
3: The thing I said.
2: Sure. He he went he went on Dancing with the Stars. He got upset apparently thanks to my legal counsel. Uh he got upset because he felt as though that he got poorer scores because he's conservative. I'm not sure how dancing with the stars works, but he um, was a
3: terrible well it's people vote in. They call in and they they do the vote texting thing.
2: But I mean you had that paling kid a couple of years ago who everybody was Voting for her because she was conservative, so his argument there isn't good. But
3: she also was like,
2: he said he, said he was a garbage dancer. I, I don't watch it, man. He and Chris Catan
3: can do their dance off at which one was worse. Now, and in Chris Catan's defense, he has like a neck injury. Sean Spicer just dances like that.
2: Chris Catan that used to be on SNL. Uh huh.
3: Yeah, he was on. Corky I think one Corky episode. Romano? He was the first. What's that? Corky Romano. Corky romano the guy that did this can't do that anymore by the way um he uh he broke his neck uh in a in a um uh taping something had a had surgery to try to fix it didn't want to tell people he was uh, bad off and uh ended up having really really like he was almost paralyzed uh it's a it's a wonder that he can walk uh, it's a fun fact when i fled about this time last year when I fled hurricane Florence uh Chris Kattan stayed in the same hotel as me And uh, had something like a nervous breakdown at the pool. And I didn't have my phone. So Sean Spicer.
2: Spicer. So yeah. Okay. So since leaving, since leaving, uh, and I'm not, is this Donald Trump's like White House staff or is this Donald Trump's like personal staff? Because Scaramucci, uh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The mooch. The mooch. He
3: hey. had... Mwah. I mean, you want to talk about a meltdown.
2: Yeah, that was a flame out. That was beautiful. That was a dumpster fire. Oh, F-A. my Lord.
3: On live television, I remember he said he wasn't going to suck his own Yep. thing. Live television.
2: we said today. Yeah.
3: Um. <laughs> Which I think that's a lie. Because if you could, don't don't lie.
2: You wouldn't. You wouldn't.
3: If you could? Well, I wouldn't. wouldn't. That goes against my religion, so of course not. But other people? I,
5: I mean,
2: I am certain there are people, yes, that they would. But I would think that the vast majority of guys still wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't and at one point in my life I was that flexible I really never. yeah I
3: don't believe I ever was I certainly am not now
2: <laughs> um I don't think I haven't tried in a really long time I've
3: never tried but I uh I I can tell you I i I mean even just touching toes and stuff like that I and so if I if I was having a difficult enough time with that it's the other thing certainly wouldn't happen uh so yeah no scaramucci scaramucci however you say that the mooch he the mooch. uh he's the, he might be number one that was a that was and it was quick all of a sudden he was one of the top people in the administration and then he was losing his mind and then he was gone
2: i mean number one's michael cohen
3: oh man yeah
2: number one has to be michael cohen yeah, if dang. you count if you count like he wasn't like member of the White House staff that's why I'm not really sure which one he's looking at oh yeah cause because he was just personal
3: counsel yeah
2: right So if you're counting anybody that has done dealings with Trump, Michael no, Cohn yeah. by far with a bullet number one
3: yeah because he's actually in prison right Omarosa has to be somewhere up there. Because she was actually dragged out kicking and screaming. We don't have footage of that, but like multiple sources say that it was a really. Right. It's a shame that that wasn't recorded. Like this she had It's
2: a, a shame that it wasn't recorded that she killed Michael Clark.
3: <laughs> yes. R.I.P. We will never forget. I hope. I, I want to get the um, Narcissist Cookbook guy to make a song called o- Omarosa Did It. Really, and even just it. the same song, but just Omarosa did it. Go, Omarosa killed Michael
0: Clark
2: Duncan. He says Cohen is a great pick for number one, so we're going to count that that one.
3: Yeah, goes. yeah. That's awesome. probably number one.
2: Yeah, Omarosa and the Mooch. I would say yeah. those are the three. Yeah. Sean Spicer we, if, isn't even really on that. Like, yeah, so... went on Dancing with the Stars and he got mad that he got voted off.
3: Yeah, I I mean, maybe he'd be top five. I
2: <sighs> Possibly.
3: Sarah Huckabee's kept somewhat of a low-profile... I know I'm forgetting people.
2: It's like I, I mean, say, you know, Rex, Till- Rex Tillerson. He didn't really embarrass
3: himself, though.
2: Nah, like he went, like he went off. He went off after he left, but he, he. I don't really see it as an embarrassment.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just, he just went off. Uh, what's his name? Did the, the uh, Mad Dog, um...
2: yeah, Mad uh, Maddox,
3: Maddox? Is it Maddox?
2: Yeah, General Maddox.
3: Anyway, he 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 did a book. I wouldn't call that an embarrassment. Like I yeah. Th- those are definitely the top 3 would be Cohen, Mooch and Omarosa. Yeah. Um who should be in prison for murder? Um of a national so, treasure. Of one of the best of, people to ever live.
2: Of William Coffee.
3: How do you kill William Coffey? And then, I mean, Terry Crews, who I also like, owes his entire career to the fact that Michael Clark Duncan was murdered by Omarosa. There's a collusion to investigate, Nancy Pelosi. So here's here's the second question from, from Chris.
4: Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with Trump Time. Recently, there have been some uh, issues going on over there with good old Iran. We've got uh, Jared Kushner over there um, without any sort of adult supervision, without any security (laughs) clearance, uh, figuring out how to make peace in the Middle East. Um, Seems like he might have outsourced it to Saudi Arabia, Um, and... Now we're in this weird spot where we have pulled out of the Iran nuclear agreement and um, people are blowing up oil fields and war seems like a possibility. Um, and now it seems like President Trump is saying that Saudi Arabia is kind of calling the shots on whether or not we're going to go to war. Yeah. So I'd love your guys' thoughts on uh, that whole situation. Thanks.
2: So... This is the absolute best segue we've ever had into our next set of notes. Yes, <laughs> yes, so, so thank you, Chris, for that awesome segue into what was actually the next thing in the notes. Yes, so, um, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Kushner, little J Rod, oh, J J Rizzy, J Kush. Um, <laughs> MC Jay Kush. Um, <laughs> he's like Modest Yahoo, but not talented. Uh,
3: <laughs> or yeah, or anything, he's without any of the charm or talent. It's just, <laughs> it's just the Jewish scrawny part, right? He's just of Modest y- Yahoo. Jay Kush Jewish, um,
2: Jay Kush. Um, so yeah, he's been over in Iran doing, doing the Diplomat thing, which is right. just a bizarre, um, which is just bizarre, yeah. uh, and everything in the uh, Middle East has, I would say, destabilized. But has it ever been stable? It, it,
3: it's it, this is no, and this is the at least not in you know since the Sykes Picot Agreement. I mean, ever since the European powers started. You know, carving out chess pieces, chess board blocks in as the Middle East, and saying, oh, this is a country we just created," uh, among what was before that actual like tribal and uh, 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 ethnicity lines. Um, no, it hasn't been stable in our lifetimes or even our grandparents' lifetimes. Um, Saudi Arabia is calling the shots to the point where Trump actually tweeted. And we, we we covered this last week. Uh, where he tweeted, you know, we're basically, essentially, we're waiting on confirmation from the Saudis. Confirmation of what? Of what they want you to do? Or as Tulsi said, you being Saudi Arabia's bitch.
2: Right. Justin Amash said something similar, but just without. He didn't say bitch. bitch. He didn't say bitch.
3: He said Jay Kush is Saudi bitch.
2: Right. Now, the uh, Pentagon recently has approved deployment of U.S. forces to Saudi Arabia, which will be primarily focused on air and missile defense. You know how pretty much all wars are.
3: Exactly. That was the, like, oh, it's not offensive, it's just air resources. That's all of our wars now. Like, when was the last time you saw a a lot of i mean it's been several years now that we've seen lots of ground movement with US forces they use foreign forces for that like more like local you know forces for that and they do the air support and the drone bombing and all of that stuff so yeah that would be offensive
2: so uh angela merkel of germany uh the the uh, marcone of france and the soon to be ousted boris of the UK uh, all blame Iran for the attacks. And Iran says, no, nah, that wasn't us dog. No, um, that also wasn't us that took the British steamer oil tanker. Wasn't us either. Uh, and we definitely didn't fire anything at your drones that were, you were flying in. Our, well, we, so we did, we did fly, we did fire things at your drones that you flew into our airspace.
3: Into our airspace. And I thought they did claim the the British thing too. No,
2: did they? I didn't think they did. I thought they I had said be, that. I could that, be wrong.
3: Yeah, I don't remember on that, but I, I don't believe. Iran doesn't want a war. Right. They want nukes, and they can't say that they want nukes, but they want nukes for the same reason any reasonable government leader would want nukes. So that yeah. this that's going on right now can never happen again. Right. The, the U.S.
2: Reason, you may want an AR 15 in your home.
3: Pretty much. And the same reason that nuclear powers don't give up their nukes. For all their talk about nuclear disarmament, they never talk about them getting nuclear disarmamented. And it's because no one wants to bomb a nuclear power. Because it could go nuclear. So you just sort of leave them alone. You get into, you know, political chess piece stuff. You get into... Uh, you know, economic fighting and, and, and that kind of stuff. And you fight proxy battles in other countries, but you don't actually attack that country. So we had a Cold War with Russia, which if you looked at World War I and World War Two, if the powers, the belligerents in what was essentially World War Three, the Cold War, hadn't had nuclear weapons, it would have been a really bad hot war because that's how wars used to be fought. Millions of people would be killed. Nukes changed all that. Because if you go super hot, it's not just millions of people die, it's billions of people die. It's maybe everyone dies because you have created a nuclear winter and enough sunlight can't get in and we all freeze to death. Or we all die a few years later of radiation poisoning. None of these are good options. That's why I would want a nuke. And I've said this before. If I were the head of state of a a small country, I would immediately announce that I'm starting a nuclear program. I would continue that nuclear program, and I would negotiate with bigger powers for concessions to end that nuclear program. And the very second I got those concessions, I would announce that we now had nuclear weapons. And then I'd go about my day. Because what are they going to do then? It's why North Korea is doing it. It's why Iran's doing it. It's why Israel did it. and No one gets to say that they have nukes, but they do. It's why Saudi Arabia is probably going to do it eventually. Because then people leave them the hell alone. Yep. But they don't want war.
2: Uh, in front of the UN over the last few days where so much happened. Trump uh, slams the bloodlust regime of Iran in front of the UN. That is irony. Right. Yeah. As we then send troops there to kill people now personally the
3: the bloodlust of iran who is currently has zero wars that they are prosecuting right to our what six or four or five now What, what are we at right now
2: more than zero more yeah more than more than three right um and personally I just have to say that uh, I really just wish that the people of the Middle East would give us back our freedoms and our liberties. Really? So we can stop going over there to to try to rescue the freedoms and the liberties that our soldiers are fighting for.
3: Our freedoms. I just wish that these countries wouldn't stop hating us so much for our freedoms that they continue to put their children in the way... Of our bombs and missiles.
2: So, so, but like, like I know we 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 talked about this last week, but Saudi Arabia is a separate kingdom, uh, as Trump called it, the kingdom, the kingdom. Um, Why? Still, why are we taking orders from them? Why? Why? Why is he? Why is he waiting for them to say what we can and can't do? And why is he worried about it?
3: Because he's a bitch. bitch. So I, I I just, so, and this is a guy who typically acts like, you know, the alpha, you know, he wants to present himself as the alpha of alphas. There's that video where like, he and a bunch of other European world leaders are walking up to cameras and he like pushes one of them out of the way because he had to be in front of him because he's like hypersensitive to whether he looks like the boss at all times. And he's sitting here tweeting about we're waiting for the kingdom to tell us what to do. That is some that is bitch nism there. And uh straight bitch made straight bitch made bitch nisms. As uh, Tulsi Gabbard put it. I'm paraphrasing slightly. Um like, I, I don't get it. So, you know, the, the U.S. ambassador to Saudi Arabia, uh, uh, or I guess yeah, currently he was the former U.S. ambassador to Saudi Arabia, uh, said that Congress is helping Saudi Arabia destabilize the Middle East and it needs to stop because it was super stable before that.
2: Right. Super stable. It was
3: like way, it was so stable. They actually called it the stable east. So, So.
2: Real quick, Bass says, uh, "Imagine chastising our leader for being readily present to defend our allies." Now, S- our allies, Saudi Arabia, our allies.
0: So our our, allies-
3: our ally in question here um, is uh, the one who. Uh, is the largest financier of radical Islamic groups, Wahhabist groups like Al Qaeda. Uh, 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 I'm not sure about with ISIS, but definitely with Al Qaeda, with uh, many other radical Islamic groups, and not just the groups themselves. But Saudi Arabia is the main sponsor of the Wahhabist school of Islamic jurisprudence. So, prior to the era of of the U.S. Giving massive amounts of money to Saudi Arabia because they found oil there in the nineteen what nineteen forty two or something like that. Prior to that, there were competing schools of thought within Islam. Islam was going through a very a a, a modernization process that was very similar to what other faiths were going through. And because they were seven hundred years newer than the other uh, 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 Abraham, Abrahamic faiths, they were a few hundred years behind in the, in that in that modernization but it was happening and and we see it in what if you look at pictures of what Iran looked like in the 1940s 50s 60s if you see what Afghanistan looked like what Lebanon looked like Beirut was called the Paris of the East if you look at how these 95 99% muslim countries were living at those times they looked every bit as modern as the as europeans as americans um they were going through a modernization that ended when the uh when saudi arabia got these massive amounts of money and started funding the wahhabist school of islamic jurisprudence which is an incredibly radical think basically like if if all of a sudden uh a government got a bunch of money and was able to give to to fund you know Westboro Baptist Church as the way of of Christian thinking and and what that would lead to within the 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 majority Christian world, that is what the Saudi Arabia what Saudi Arabia has done. That is what the the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, the, the the royal the the royal Saudi Arabian family has done to Islam and to the world, and it has allowed for the festering of that, coupled with the blowback from. Uh, Western military interventionism in the Middle East and, and Central Asia and other Islamic areas has led to the creation and also the the U.S. funding and training terror groups is what has led to the 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 ripe environment for these radical Islamic terrorist groups. We can thank Saudi Arabia and the CIA for that. So I guess they're allies of the CIA. I'm not sure that you could argue that they're allies of any of us standing, sitting here.
2: Nope. Also yeah. responsible for a huge genocide going on right now in Yemen. In and Yemen. We are currently giving them the weapons to do.
3: So, so again, if you're arguing that they are allies of the U S military intelligence industrial complex, sure. But yeah. I wouldn't call that complex an ally of us. We have to fund them, but I'm not sure we'd call that an ally. They're certainly not making us safer or more free. Ally to the government? Sure, I guess so. But, uh, I mean, they are why 9-11 happened. They created the movement they created the 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 groundwork for it to happen they demanded that we come over to protect them which is what s- helped spark the 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 massive uh, influx of people into al qaeda in the first place was us occupation of this the muslim holy lands like mecca and medina even though us troops weren't there they were in the country that had mecca and medina that led to al qaeda going from being a bit player to the main terror group um what was it nine out of the 19 out of the 21 hijackers uh on 911 were saudi uh citizens um i mean yeah our allies sure i guess that they're the the cia's allies i'm I, sure i guess sure so speaking of horrific stupid things happening at the un if you missed our intro be sure to n- Listen to the intro again to this, this episode because we, 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 we did a nice thing for us, for everybody. Uh, so speaking of just unstable stuff happening at the U.N., uh, Greta Thunberg, who is a 16-year-old who has some strong opinions that her parents said to her, um, was at the U.N., and then, also, I guess at some point testified to Congress, and then uh, and then uh, recorded her hit that we uh, that we had on the intro. Um,
2: she had the meet. <laughs> Curse oh no. Um She also had the meeting with Obama. She she is becoming just a uh, huge player in the political world at the sweet young age of sixteen.
3: Right. So so she she wants to talk about climate change with Obama. So I'm sure they talked about the 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 uh, climate impact of Obama dropping something like a hundred thousand bombs in just uh, his last year in office. Um, I'm sure that came up. Uh, but he she is uh, she is here to tell us that uh, we have stolen her dreams, her childhood, and her future uh, because she is. Uh, because the, uh, uh, I guess we use st- straws. No, that's not her thing. She doesn't care about the straws. She cares, no, about just,
2: the straws. she cares global, about global,
3: I'm, I'm sure she does. I'm sure she has very strong opinions about plastic straws, even though right. something like 70% of the garbage patch is Japanese and Chinese fishing nets. But whatever. It's definitely the straws in South Carolina that's contributing to the Pacific garbage patch. Anyway, so she's really upset about... Climate change, guys. The climate's changing. And uh, it is definitely... It's changing and um, she's not happy. Um, Of course, the problem is people making money and providing for their families uh, and not wanting to have their quality of life destroyed. Um, It is not happening because of the near tripling of carbon output by China alone, which was already the largest polluter on earth. Uh, It was not because of India more than doubling, almost tripling as well. Their carbon output, they're the second largest um, polluter. It's not the fact that something like 80% of the carbon output that's happening right now is just India, China, and Brazil. It's definitely not that. It's not that the the pollution that's happening is mostly in areas that are rapidly industrializing uh, and are not using cleaner forms of energy like nuclear. They're switching instead to the cheaper fossil fuels. Uh, It is not that the air quality in in, uh, most of sub-Saharan Africa is at crisis level at all times because thanks to the fact that they have been forced into uh, not using nuclear and other forms of energy most families are burning manure for heat uh, which greatly contributes to uh localized pollution as well as climate change if you thought it's not any of farts that
2: were bad and what's that cow farts, if you thought cow farts were bad and that cow farts needed to be taxed imagine I'm burning, cow burning cow poop right
3: yeah so and then imagine doing that in your house and then wondering why it stunk so she's not mad about that. She's mad about mostly Western people enjoying their lives. Eat. There's actually a photo, I wish I had it, of her doing what she's mad at people doing. She's like in a tr- on a train eating all these different foods that have been packaged, shipped from all over the world. Wasn't concerned about the carbon footprint at that moment. Because gosh darn it, she wanted a banana.
0: Yep.
2: And,
3: and uh go ahead. And
2: since she did her UN appearance, you see all of the theories that you know she's with uh Antifa and that she's a George Soros uh plant, yeah. And all of these things. None of that matters. None of that matters. Uh even if it's true. It right. doesn't matter.
3: It really doesn't.
2: It really doesn't. None of that makes a difference in this world. No. And what does matter is she's out there and she's promoting. It's not that she's promoting that we need to like take care of the environment because, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. It's the way she wants to do it. It's the way that she wants to do it. It's what she wants enacted in order to do it. And she wants everybody in the West to pay more money to pay more taxes to give up more of their income to ensure that things start turning around. I guess is the best way to put that. Right. And there is no way. There's no guarantee that the countries like India, China. What was the other one?
3: Uh, it's it's so they call them the BRIC countries: Brazil, Russia, India, and China. But almost all of it is India and China. Most yeah. of it is just China.
2: Yeah. And. If they aren't holding true to the standards of the Paris Accord or anything else, there's no way they're going to hold true to this. And you're not going to make a communist country like you can't take more of their money.
3: They're not even being asked. Not that they would say, okay, but they're not even being asked to hold to these standards. Now, I'm pulling up a chart right now that is why I there are two reasons why I really don't care much what most supposed climate activists have to say the first is that if you're having a serious discussion that isn't also about ending wars and ending uh ending and and, and introducing more nuclear energy then you're not taking it seriously you haven't looked at the numbers and you don't really care about the environment because renewable energy actually leads to more fossil fuels being burned to offset the times that the renewables when it's not windy out or the sun's not out instead of being able to have a reliable nuclear-based grid that burns all, that, that meets your energy needs all the time, if you're relying on renewables, which had to use fossil fuels to be created, the machinery and so forth, on their off time, you have more fossil fuels being burnt. So that doesn't help. The other reason is this chart. In the last 20 years, the U.S. and Europe have seen a net decline of carbon of, car- of fossil fuels, of, 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 of uh, greenhouse gases, carbon emissions. Other countries outside of the U.S. and Europe have seen a 53% increase. China has seen a more than tripling. They've gone up more than 200%. And India has seen an almost tripling. They've gone up 100 and, and because this is plus 208%. So they're 308% higher. India is 255% higher. Other countries are 53% higher. I think I'm wrong about that. Yes. Yes. So China has more than doubled. India has almost doubled. Other countries have gone up over 50%. The U.S. and Europe, the countries she's suing now, have gone down. And their share is already not all that high. So if she's not talking to China and India, and I don't blame her for talking to China and India because she doesn't know what she's talking about.
2: Yeah, if, but if you're not talking to those two countries, you're not actually doing it from a serious standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. You're, all you're doing at that point is virtue signaling. And you're virtue you're,
3: signaling, yeah.
2: You're virtue signaling that you are... You're virtue signaling about climate and you're only hitting the people that will listen. You're not... India and China, they're not going to listen to you on this. They don't no, care. They don't
3: care. They don't care. India, and it's not because they're terrible people. We come from an incredibly privileged standpoint where you can be poor and still have your needs met, your basic needs, your food, your basic housing, and things like that. They will
2: starve.
3: They don't care about your feelings when it comes to the environment because the alternative is that they will die. There are over a billion of them in each of those countries. They are poorer than us, and they need to make money so that they don't face starvation. They're finally seeing something that looks like a middle class. They don't give a crap. They don't give a crap. If you tell them the environment's going to go to hell in 20, 30 years, if you don't stop, they're going to say, we're all going to die before that if we don't, if we don't continue. So if you're not presenting them with options that allowed them to continue to grow economically, like nuclear, if you don't present them with those options, nothing's going to change. And again, this is assuming the worst of the climate, uh, uh, climate activist rhetoric being true assuming it's true you've been doing it all wrong and stop it sarah
2: sarah brings up a good point uh india doesn't eat cows so the methane gas coming out of there yeah
3: they let the the cows fart all over the place cows are so in in hinduism the highest they believe in reincarnation and there are different castes and tiers that you reincarnate up or down to based on your how good of a person you were each time The top level you can reach, before I guess ascending into whatever, is a cow. So not only don't they eat cows, they basically let cows do whatever the hell they want to. Including farting. Yeah. Everywhere. Not sure why they have cows.
2: To to, To treat them like gods.
3: Quite an industry,
2: yeah.
3: So yes, no, they don't. That would that would help things. <laughs> um So all this to say, now a, a, a little birdie tells me <laughs> one of our commenters, a little birder, little birdie says uh, Chinese people are super rude. I think they just have a different mentality than we do. Like when you come from a country of 1.4 billion people. And everyone's just trying to make ends meet. And I I think it's just, we have a, a, and I hate using SJW terms in general, but we do, we come from a privileged mindset. We have a level of prosperity that will say stuff like, well, but you could do it in a cleaner way or you could be nicer about it. And they're like, no, we couldn't because we only have a certain number of seconds in the day and we're trying to like build something and make ends meet. They are our ancestors. 150 so years ago when we, when they were industrializing they don't have time for your feelings and they don't have time for caring about climate output not for something 20 30 40 however many years from now so you know Greta I I, I guess I appreciate the fact that you care about something but you, you're looking at the wrong people to get upset at and uh, good luck doing that stick in in the countries where it actually matters. I wish you luck. That's not what in what's in the notes, but I wish you luck. Yeah, that's
2: definitely not what's that's in definitely the notes. That's definitely not
3: what's in the notes, but I wish you luck. <laughs> I think I did a good job with that.
2: You did, you did. You you followed the instructions on that. I did follow the good.
3: instructions. Listen, I don't, I don't. So i I've conversed with Matt, expressing some of my frustrations about this girl, but it's really not this girl. It's the fact that. People keep trotting out children. And she's 16. So she's not, you know, a five-year-old. But they're trotting out youths to talk about important policy things. Which is fine. If a 16, 17, 18-year-old has a lot of stuff to say, great. I just had TJ Roberts on my show. He's 20. He's been doing this since he was like 18. But you can't then, when people maybe go a little too far and mock them, as we mock people in, in, in socio-political discussions and go, well, they're just kids. That kid chose to be the figurehead of an entire global movement. Or David Hogg, he was the figurehead of a national movement. You don't then get to go, oh, I'm just a kid. Oh, don't hurt me. Don't make fun of me. Don't make fun of me. I'm just a kid. Why are make, you like, you're it, picking fights with Trump fun. on Twitter?
2: Right, making fun of a kid for the way that they look or because they have Aspergers or whatever, like that. Or whatever, yeah, that's that, terrible. That's awful. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, but don't do it. Fun of their ideas and telling them that they're just ridiculous. That's fine. Do that all day long. If they're willing to put it out there, make fun of it. Yeah, make yeah. fun of it. Make them question their. Make them have to defend it.
0: And, and if it's anything
2: wrong... else, if, not, if nothing else, it will make them better at arguing their points.
3: And it might make them reconsider if they want to do this right now. Because it's one thing for, if I get up, and I mean, if you're a kid and you're getting up and saying, you know, I want to end gang violence, let's try to talk and end gang violence. You know, don't attack the kid, right? But like, if a kid gets up and starts pushing not only pushing policy prescriptions but is getting in people's faces and and david hogg did the same thing accusing adults of ruining their lives and you know i mean hogg was i mean he was picking fights with people like picking online arguments with people but then when they'd argue back don't do that
1: i'm a a kid oh i'm just a kitty i'm just i'm just here on my bike
3: leave me alone it's one or the other And, and and meanwhile it's wrong to make you know I hate when people, you know, they start with, "Oh, you know, Trump's orange. Okay, he's orange. Did that help you? Like, I think it's stupid in general, it, regardless of age or whatever. Picking on, you know, ad hominem, quid, quo, quid pro quo, ad hominem is the tool of someone that doesn't have a real argument. And so in general, I just don't like it. But that doesn't change because of their age. And, and again knowing that in political spheres that some people will insult you because of your looks or your the way you talk or whatever why would you put a kid in that unless it's because you want to chat you want to silence people actually challenging what they have to say and just going oh it's the truth from the mouth of children but also don't dare challenge anything they're saying from the mouth so, of the babes for the mouth
2: of babes that was the coached, truth very obviously coached in what to say and how to say it
3: yeah it's it's just it's not good and again if she wants to do this great do it where it matters don't be like the adults behind you who just uselessly virtue signal and try to turn this into a partisan thing to score partisan points if this is something that is an existential threat to all of us why are you making this partisan like, why would that even matter? Anyway, so that is that is my thought on that. So don't do that.
2: So don't do it. You know, uh, last week we were talking about how it was the beginning of fall. This week, yeah. And we were gonna go from being sweet summer boys to sweet autumn boys.
3: Adorable autumn boys.
2: Adorable autumn boys. Yeah. And I was waiting to see if you were gonna bust out your sweater vest, like you said. We were gonna grow. Yeah. Crap. I yeah. don't
3: I left it, was, it in my car. I no, I, I have I I don't have my I I'll have to get my sweater vest.
2: I got a scarf. So I could be like extra hipster. That would be appropriate.
3: I can right. probably get a little pumpkin and put it, put it here. Yours is probably better because you have an actual desk in front of you. So it'd probably be better if you do the pumpkin, but I will do. Oh, you actually have a scarf right there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so no,
0: I
2: had it sitting right here.
3: I don't have a, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any, I don't have any. Because props, if
2: you're so. wearing the sweater vest, I was going to wear the scarf. But I'm glad you didn't, because this room gets really hot <laughs>
3: Cause So, guys, it's autumn, but we're both in the south. I'm, right. in, I'm in Myrtle Beach, and he's in Florida. So, like, it's still hot here. I went to the beach yesterday, and I waited till it was a little, like, later so that I wouldn't get so hot. Like, it's hot.
2: It's hot. It's, it's
3: still hot. summer here. Like, it's still, su- I'm still a sweet <laughs> yeah. summer boy. I'm a sweet summer boy until well into October. Yeah. In, in in which case this year I'm probably I'm fleeing so I'm going closer to the equator this year I can't do it I don't want to do the cold I don't want sweet summer boy to ever
2: end well he better go more south than here then
3: yeah no I'll have to like hit so we have family in Barbados so I may just go there for, like nice. a year
2: international Jew. I will uh, yeah
3: I'll be an international I'll be a I'll be a a West Indies Jew. Yes, you will. That'll be nice. So I don't have an episode. Well, this is Thursday.
2: This is Thursday. Yeah, our so, next show is on Tuesday. So our next show <laughs> is
3: on Tuesday. So tune in next week for uh, The Muddy Waters of Freedom with me and Matt Wright. And then uh, on Wednesday, I believe that I will be having an episode of My Phil Americans with uh, my guest, John Phillips Jr. He is the running mate to Kim Ruff. They are running for president and vice president for the Libertarian Party nomination. Uh, Nick Sarwark voting for Bill Weld.
2: A little birdie, that's my favorite comment anybody has ever made on this show ever.
3: <laughs> thank you. I'll I'll read this. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, Muddy, he doesn't know my name. My name's Spike, by the way. But thank you. A little birdie says, "Muddy Beach. All you need is some TLC." And some vitamin P. What I'm trying to say is, I find you sexually attractive. I, thank you. I'm <laughs> actually happily married to a woman, but I, I'd be lying if I said that that didn't flatter me. I try my best on here, so that's I, fair. It is appreciated. Yeah. I will put it that way. It's appreciated. Thank you. So, to, <laughs> so to bookend this episode of My Muddy Waters, so Matt, if someone were to look for us on the internet, is that even
2: possible? You know, that is possible. Oh wow. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash muddied waters media. You can find us on Twitter at Muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Instagram at Muddied Waters Media. You can find us on Float at Float F L O T E dot app slash Muddied Waters Media. You can find us on YouTube at <laughs> youtubecom slash Muddy Waters Media. and you can find this and every episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com.
3: And we are like, I mean, except for Pinterest, we're pretty much on everything.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
3: Muddy Waters Media is on.
2: We, we are we are around. We are we we in here. We are we are definitely not on Tumblr.
3: We are not on Tumblr. No, I don't even want to try to learn Tumblr. We we should get on Reddit.
2: We should get on Reddit, but we, we are should. definitely not on Tumblr because when I was signing us up for a Tumblr account, I made the age too young because I just kind of made up an age and they said no. <laughs> and we're, we are banned from Tumblr. We are banned from age.
3: Tumblr for our age. I like that.
2: For like, I like being carded. Next, for the next 14 years, we are banned from <laughs> Tumblr.
3: <laughs> I like being carded and I like that I'm banned from Twitter until I'm in my 50s. Oh, 40s. Uh, no, 50s. Oh my god, I'm old. So guys, thanks again for tuning in. We will see you next Tuesday at our regular time. And where we're going, we don't need roads.
2: Uh,
5: mic check, yo. <laughs> we still here? Still going strong, yeah? <laughs> Are you down with Zuby? Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I will not go pop, I will not go soft when I say no means no. no. This is true hip hop, I do not flip-flop when I say flow, mean flow. This is perseverance, boy. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop, I will not go soft when I say no means no. This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop when I say flow, mean flow. This is perseverance, This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance, this is perseverance, uh, this is perseverance, I've been on the rhyme since I made a first appearance, I've been on the grind, never waited for the clearance, life is all the time, so I'm gonna live it fearless, yeah, and people gonna hear this, made a little name with a vision and coherence, never been a lame, now I'm closer to a genius, knowledge in my brain, chalk it up to the experience, still I'm not rich, but at least I ain't broke, never sell dreams, cause I better sell hope, people so lost in the mirrors and the smoke, think I'd be a real bloke if I said I sold dope, nope. But my fans will tell you that I'm awesome I started selling and they bought them I told them, get them and I got 'em. So if you want dope bars, that's not a problem It's time to put the needles on the wax Rock hard like I got the Beatles in the back Go soft, make an easy living off the map Or I can go hard like a freaking cheetah on the track I'm grinding from a zero to a stack And I'm talking about the Nero getting jacked If Wakanda needs a new king, I'ma go hard to be the leader of the pack A needle in a stack and I'm feeling to attack Not a baller, no T'Challa, but a hero and I'm black I'm an eagle to a rat, rebel demon on a track I'm a scholar and a brawler, you don't feel it if you're whack You're always talking evil in your rap And I'm trying to put my meanings on the map I gave you 12 rules for life and kept my room clean I'm the Jordan Peterson of Rap I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow, means flow This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop. I will not go soft. When I say no means no. This is true hip hop. I do not flip flop. When I say flow means flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. And I believe what I prophesize. So I don't apologize. Unless I do wrong, I don't bow to the mob, I don't live to antagonize But they say I'm too outspoken They wonder if I'm joking Look, a little bit is jest, but I say what I feel, man, I'm real and I'm open Trust in God, but I live in the physical Selfish thoughts, but I give in the lyrical Thought cops hot, want my speech to be criminal Lies get fought when I speak the political I am not left-wing, I am not right-wing I just know all these things I know you cannot label me, you can't put shame on me. When I say go means go. Fresh, I step into the premises. Kick dope rhymes and they love how I'm expressing it. Hop online and reply to all the messages. Gotta spend time, man, I'm grateful that you cherish it. Don't talk crap, no, I'd rather be irrelevant. Can't play dumb, people know that I'm intelligent. See me up late night, big beard, let him in. 12 years deep, now I'm flowing like a veteran. Dudes show love, now I'm moving up in eminence. Girls show love cause they're feeling all the pleasantness. Got huge dreams, I can never be a pessimist. Too much love, I can never be a feminist. Girl, Stop looking all incredulous I am not a bad man, I am not your nemesis Always had a mega drive, take it back to Genesis Worked so hard, time to reap a couple benefits Yeah, I will not go pop, I will not go stop. When I say no means no This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop When I say flow mean flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance